Dylan Connell. Yo. What's going on? So stoked to have you on the potty. Yeah, I'm pretty stoked to be here. On the pod. With yep. our pods. Yeah, that's right. How's everyone's levels? Yeah, um, I think I'm pretty good. Can you hear me well? Yeah, can hear you well. I think I'm pretty good. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, you're pretty good. Not bad. We're all good. Take it away, Keaton. Take it away. All right. Dylan, how you going? <laughs> how you been? I'm going pretty good. Uh, been pretty good lately. Stoked to be back in Brisbane after my uh, little trip to Coffs Harbour. Mm. Yeah, pretty stoked. I've uh, been keen on riding more. Um, keen to see all the homies. Yeah, hell yeah. How long yeah. were you gone for? Gone for about five weeks. Uh, just went down just to see family and just work on myself mentally and stuff. And I was going pretty good. Um, I think being away from my friends and stuff has gotten me way more hyped to ride and you know, film and do all that shit. So, yeah, pretty stoked to be back here. Yeah, that's what you need, considering you got a little event coming up soon too. Yeah, that's right. Uh, give us give us the deets because I just want to put it out there. The last two podcasts we've done, Wills and Levi's, we tried to talk on this event and I don't <laughs> think we really got through what, what it is, who's involved, what's going on. And given your involvement in the event, I think you're the man to bring us home on that. Mm. On that, so yeah. So uh, little's an understatement. So uh, I've been chosen to be the team captain and filmer for the dissidents event coming up. This is scootering, and yeah, I've got ten riders involved. Um, I I have a hard time naming them all. I forget, so I'm going to mm. try my best. So we've got Reese Jones, Levi Knight. Kai Saunders, Alex Woody, uh, Will Scott, Juzzy Carter, Max Peters, Angus Hughes, Luke Berlin, and there's Zayden. Zayden. That's right. Ooh, that, that was not a struggle at all. Yeah, holding holding. That. Yeah. When I count it with my fingers, I'm like, yeah. Because <laughs> you know how many more you've got to like think of. Yeah. So, yeah, I've got a bunch of really sick riders. Um, so, the, the event, we have to produce a 10 to 20 minute video. And the filming commences on the 1st of May, ends on the 31st of May, and then I'll have a week to edit it together. Um, but yeah, it involves park, street, bowl, and mega ramp footage. So we're hoping to get uh, Luke down there for the mega ramp in Melbourne because it's mm-hmm. the most legit slash only mega ramp in Australia. Wait, which, which mega ramp is that? Mega Ranch. Oh, Mega Ranch. I've never even heard yeah. of it. It's like, like a just a mega ramp in a bush? Yeah, it's like yeah. out... A little bit out of Melbourne, <coughs> but it's really sick. It's I don't uh, think I've ever seen even clips there. I don't, well, I don't know of this at all. It's mainly uh, skateboarders that hit it, but Jeremy Merrin's hit it before, and okay. it's and it's real big. It's sick. Is it like a really dark brown color? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like a really dark brown. Yeah, yeah my, it sounds a little familiar actually. But yeah, it's uh, Taz Pappas who done like one of the first nine hundreds. He owns that place i'm pretty sure right. and there was a big doco on like how he apparently did the first 900 before mm-hmm. tony hawk and yeah, stuff and yeah so that's and the got, meg- what got robbed yeah apparently he got robbed but i don't know the the full story but um tony hawk we're gonna have to get him on the podcast yeah dude I, that's what, that's <laughs> one thing i was hoping to see on like the nine club podcast because they had him on he, he I, was, didn't, I was wondering he didn't to talk see a, about it no i was wondering like i didn't watch the actual podcast but i was hoping to see a highlight about it and i did not see a highlight about it so. if if your whole like <clears throat> career was based on robbing someone else's trick you probably wouldn't yeah talk about it you probably would if you you know 
were sure if you were sure that you didn't. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Guilty. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we're we're hoping to get Luke down there to do some tricks over the mega. And Zayden said he wanted to hit it as well. True. So Woody. Woody's like he's a bit iffy about it. He doesn't know if he wants to hit the mega. Yeah. Wait till he gets there. He'll but, uh, send it. But yeah, we're gonna do two weeks in Melbourne. We're flying out uh, Friday the thirtieth. And we're going to come back on the 14th of May. And then we're going to, like, just so it's fairer for everyone, we split Melbourne, Brisbane into, like, uh, two weeks. So, yeah, it should be pretty sick. We're probably going to focus a lot on, like, street footage um, because we've got a lot of good street riders. But Mm. a lot of the street riders that we have are really good hybrid riders as well. Yeah. Like, Woody can really shred a park. Mm -hmm. And he, like, you know, he puts a lot of style and stuff into it. Well, just because it says park, that's a terrain. Yeah, it's you not know, it doesn't doesn't specify that it has to be like buttercups and this and that. So yeah, all sure. those riders that you just mentioned are all insane at like doing shit at skate parks as well. Yeah, so sure. it doesn't have to be yeah. super buttercuppy aerial. But stuff. you know, they say like park and like they specify park and bowl. You know, so mm. like to me, bowl means more so lots of carving, long grinds on quarters and well, it sounds know, big like airs and stuff like that. But park to me does kind of sound like the style mm. more than the... Because a bowl will, of course, be at a park. But um, I think it sounds like, yeah, t- agree with that, but terrain, you know, like the, mm. there's street terrain, park terrain, bowl terrain, mega ramp terrain. If you take it literally like that, then, yeah, you could just go to... You could have no, like, not a single buttercup in your whole video, but as long as someone front boards a handrail at a skate park, you've got park footage as well. Well, I don't. That think would make a pretty lame video, obviously. Yeah. Like, but yeah, we're not going to film any like street orientated tricks at parks. We mm. want to keep it, keep the street like, for the street, and yeah. If if there's like, I, I consider it to be like, you know, if if you can do a trick on a rail, we're not going to film that that stuff at a park. Mm. So, yeah, we're going to... Find a rail in the streets to do it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, so, um, yeah, and there was a lot of... Because I had to pick uh, 10 riders out of Cyril's 20 that he sent me. And there was a lot of deserving riders, but I really wanted to focus on on style, like, for our team. And I think our team has got really sick styles, even the, mm-hmm. the park riders that we have. Are really good park riders. Yeah. yeah. But just Especially like stylish park riders. <laughs> well, yeah, Luke Berlin. <laughs> talked about one. him on the previous, <coughs> previous, previous podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so like there was Even an Angus Hughes. Yeah. yeah. Like to me, he's like one of the, you know, better looking park riders out. Mm. Yeah. Sure. And um, yeah, a lot of park riders are focusing too much on tricks, not how they make their tricks look. So I wanted to like, you know, keep it different. So that way, you know, park, like our park riders, you know, they've got style and, the mm. whole video looks good and, yeah. Who's on the team that you consider the park riders? Probably Luke and Angus. Yeah, and so. Woody as a super high and, hybrid. And Jazzy. Yeah. Dude, Zayden. O- honestly, yeah, like almost yeah. all of them, yeah. like Kai. in their own way can could just, yeah, destroy that park But, yeah, style. the park, like, f- like almost like fully park-orientated riders would be Luke and... Um, Angus. Angus. Well, they'd be the two riders that you probably won't see a lot of street stuff from, to to put it that way. I was talking to Angus last night, and he's actually keen to try and get some street footage. Yeah. But we'll have to to see because um, we've got a lot of really talented street riders. Mm. Yeah. And 
I just have to put it to him like, you know, if you're getting a street clip that, you know, isn't as good as like, let's say, Juzzy or Reese or whatever, we, yeah. we can't put it in. So it's yeah, it's like a bit of an awkward place. It seems to like try and try your luck in the streets, mm. you yeah. know, like for the first time on camera kind of thing. Because yeah. he's definitely hasn't come out with any street footage that I've seen. Um, I've seen him hit rails at skate parks, mm. but I don't even know if I've seen him hit a down rail at a skate park. Like, so it just seems like a bit of an interesting time for you to, yeah, like try your luck. Yeah, yeah. If, if it's a, the video is like going to be the the gnarliest video that Australia can put out as a as a video to try and win this competition, then you probably wouldn't focus a lot on a super park rider hitting a street spot. You'd use yeah. his best footage, which is probably not going to be in the street. But hey, he might surprise. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah you never know. We'll see, but see yeah, what we happens. we all got to really like focus on our strengths and what we can like. Yeah. Put on the table that you know other people can't. Mm. So Angus will throw down some really good park stuff. Luke does some really wacky tricks that look really cool. Like, mm-hmm. so yeah, I'm pretty excited to to see what they throw down. Very lucky to be so filming we, him. Yeah, for sure. Especially because it's it seems like it's been such a long time since Luke Berlin was like a figure in the scootering community. Mm. Yeah, and I think he's actually like. I thought that he completely dipped and yeah, was was same. gone, but I think he actually has still been around, but just like not in the limelight. I guess I guess he hasn't been affiliated with the company. Well, he's been quite affiliated with uh, Willie, from yeah. what I've seen. Yeah, and yeah. But I even maybe that's don't like follow recent. that very closely, so I had no idea. And that's mm. what I was saying on Will's podcast. Is I was looking through uh, Willie and saw what Luke Berlin tagged. Is this Luke Berlin? Went to his profile and I was like. God damn, he's been and I scrolled down like he's been killing it again for a while. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, I feel like he's a type of rider that once he's got it, he'll never lose it. Type yeah, thing for sure. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I feel like his his like steeziness, like he always had, he was always looked at as a very stylish rider. But yeah, it's like his style has also evolved into today's generation, where like you know, like steezy back in the day, when you look at like the steezier riders, you can almost look at him today and be like. That, that doesn't look very stylish to me, you know, now, mm. but back in the day it did. Yeah. But, like, yeah. style has evolved, and I feel like his style has also evolved and actually kept up with the, like, um, yeah, what's considered stylish. Stylish and yeah. steezy, yeah. yeah. And it sure. seems like he's riding, a, like, a sort of a, a bigger scooter now as mm-hmm. well. Yep. Like, you know, like, it True, really suits yeah. his size. Yeah. That's why I think it's his important. park riding looks really good. Yep, yeah, for sure. What about... Can you tell us, I don't know if this is too dog of a question, but who was else was on that list of 20 that you didn't uh, invite? Uh, there, was a, there was a couple of people, like um, like Ryan Williams was on there as well. Okay, yeah. I've heard from a few people that he's pretty unreliable when it comes to, like, team events. I could understand that i imagine his yeah. his lifestyles probably it would probably be a bit hard for him to put a month aside yeah to focus on this like yeah. don't they have nitro circus coming up in brisbane soon or i think it's in october that's like the end of the year or september yeah. or something who knows though he probably has mad prep for that yeah. yeah but um and also good luck getting ryan to leave his own mega ramp to come and film at the <laughs> one in melbourne R- yeah, yeah right another ramp but yeah yeah like I'm you never know. You could have asked him, and he might have said <laughs> he might have been down. But yeah, but yeah, I don't know. A lot of people are just like nah. Like he's he's pretty unreliable. So yeah, fair we'll enough. choose someone else. And I also wanted to give people 
that don't usually get these opportunities a chance. Mm. You know, people that really kill it like Woody, Zayden. Yeah, that's um, that's big. That's going to be awesome to see both of them in this video. Yeah. What about uh, what about memes? Oh, you you could have been on the team. Man, was I on the Was I on the the twenty? Was I in the top twenty? You weren't in the top twenty. Mm. Unfortunately, damn. God damn. You would have been my first choice, though. Damn. So, so uh, were you allowed else? to? Were you allowed to choose people who weren't in the twenty, or did they have to be from the twenty? Well, um, Cyril asked me before he sent me the list um, <coughs> who my like dream team would be, and I put Woody in there, and he was like, "Oh, Alex Woody, really?" And I was like, "Yeah, he like kills it. Mm. He's really good. He deserves a spot." So I feel like Cyril only put Woody on the top 20 because of my mention. Yeah, mm. yeah. And so Woody's you could have mentioned me. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I, I guess I could have, but, you know. I'm just, just thought you were busy, man, with Native and Syndicate. You I'm know, just, you're a busy man. Yeah, I'm just trying to be funny. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah, I feel like Woody is really motivated to really send stuff for this mm. thing which is good to see a lot what he is motivated to send it for nothing while nobody's even looking he does yeah the craziest things ever so uh, putting him in this position i feel like it's just gonna he's just gonna like go i yeah. filmed him yesterday at beanley skate park just i just got the the hmc out and it was clay's birthday so we all rode um beano and yeah i was filming clay and woody mainly just for two three hours and woody's just sending it sending it and this is all like big park dog stuff yeah like so yeah i, I think, think we woody definitely will shine on the in the park section of this video as well we'll definitely have to get some of the boys to to bean lee for this video that's like oh, one of the, oh yeah one of the best parks to film park but yeah we're mm -hmm. um oh yeah also another person who was on the list that was a really hard choice was clay Mm, like yeah. I was I was like considering Clay And like it's so hard to choose between your friends Yeah for but sure I, I chose Zayden because Zayden's done a lot of work Behind the camera and stuff And I feel like he deserves a chance to be in front of one mm. So yeah he's like 100 He's yeah. like really a really talented rider And I feel like this last year working on the native project He hasn't gotten to ride as much as he should have been mm, Definitely yeah Although I do, I do have it on uh on good, I have it from a good source that he has got some bangers logged on the computer. Mm. He's working on, yeah, he's working on some gnarly stuff. Yeah, but no, I don't doubt that. Yeah, he that this will definitely be for him to be able to go without a camera bag yeah. on a trip. Yeah, and just be like, yeah, all yeah, I can dude. say is just be ready because he'll be like throwing shit. He'll be just like Clay in the way that he'll be throwing shit before you're even. Ready with the camera, <laughs> yep. dude. As a as a filmer, whenever you get to go out without a camera bag, it is a blessing. Yeah, mm -hmm. especially my camera bag, it is massive. Yeah, I can I can relate. So, uh, what's in your camera bag? So Ooh, while we're on the topic, there. yeah, yeah. So I've just gotten a new setup. Um, I've got a, a DVX two hundred Panasonic camera, and that's like a you know a big handheld camcorder. That can film in 4K 60, 1080 60. Um, it's massive. It's really sick to use. It's super heavy. But, uh, yeah, it's one of the first uh, camcorders, like the handheld zoom camcorders that have, like, a like a larger sensor. So it's better for low light. And, yeah, I just wanted to get that to, like, sort of future-proof myself a bit. 
I wanted to, uh, like, it was either get that or buy an extreme lens for, like, $6,000. And I think my investment's a little bit better. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's for long lens. And I've got a, a Panasonic GH5S for fisheye with a Metabone speed booster and a Canon 8-50mm f4 fisheye. The speed booster makes it go faster? No, the speed booster is like a... <laughs> so, because the... Uh, I'm just trying to like... like that's what's the best thing I could have assumed as well. What's, a, what's right. a speed booster for right, so someone who doesn't... So, with, with my Panasonic GH5S, it's got a smaller uh, mount with a smaller sensor. So, the speed booster essentially turns your... A micro four third size sensor into like a full frame sensor. It's like a magnifying glass that you put on the front of the camera and it acts as, a, as an adapter. So my Canon fish doesn't usually go on a Panasonic camera, but this allows me to do it and it allows uh, the sensor size to not matter as much. Yeah. So yeah, it just makes it a little bit wider and whatnot. So yeah, it's a really good uh, investment. Um, and I've got a, a wooden camera VX mic just to get you know, crispy audio for the DSLR because you should never use a DSLR without an external mic, in my opinion. Yeah. Because I feel like audio is... uh, Crucial. Yeah, it's just Mm. as important as video almost. Yeah. Well, I have a pretty good mic for my DSLR, which I got from you and also got my DSLR from you and also got my long lens HMC from you. (laughs) Good setup. Good setup. But, uh, yeah, so... Uh, what else do I have? On on the on the GH5S, I got a small rig uh, camera cage with a custom handle that I designed myself. And small rig's really sick because if you design something that they don't stock, they'll make it for you and send it to you for free. Yeah, that's just unbelievable. Like that is so yeah. insane. So uh, run us through how you did that. So you, you've got your own handle on your camera that you designed yourself, and this company manufactured it for you. How's that all come so together? So they do a like a, I think I guess like a promotion called Dream Rig. So if they don't, if if you need something for your camera that they don't make, you design it for them. Um, they do like little touch ups to make sure everything fits and whatnot. But uh, if it goes into production, you get like ten percent of the royalties from that camera, of that camera accessory. Camera yeah. accessory. So yeah, they I guess they're just looking to make money and they're looking to make you money and mm. just make their brand better and stronger overall. That is so crazy. I didn't know that, that they would actually possibly put your design into production. I mean, it makes sense. You know, if they get something good enough, they're like, oh, damn, we've just, that yeah. is, I've never thought about that before. I've actually got to hit them up and tell them to make it because it's a really <laughs> good handle. And you reckon a lot of people that do skate, scooter, bike filming would get it? Is this the one you're talking about, the long handle that goes a bit over the front and a bit over the back so you can hold yeah. it right above? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm pretty jealous of that. With the I stock, want one of those. with the stock handle that they make, um, it's lo- sort of like an L shape. So the the handle grip is behind the DSLR, but the one that I've made, it you can it's like an enclosed handle, so it goes all the way to the front of the fisheye. Obviously, so you you, you can't see it in the mm. fisheye clip, but it also goes to the back, so you can like it sort of self balances itself when you uh, tilt it for lines and stuff. Yeah. The other handles that they make, you really have to put in effort to, like, you know, hold it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, my handle, like, just makes it a little bit easier for filming lines and stuff. And uh, it's, sorry. it's also got a foam grip, not a, a rubber grip. Yeah. Because they yeah. usually come with, like, mountain bike-type grips, which, yeah, and you not know. the best. Yeah. I Did you put the foam grip on? 
no, they made it for me and wow. sent it out. What's the um, handle made out of? Is it plastic? It's aluminium. So they're like CNC machining. Yeah, are they CNC it? Yeah. Off Dylan's um, like AutoCAD file or Fusion. Like yeah. he, he's designed it wow. in on the computer, full 3D model. Yeah, and it's a lot better than, you know, you got your Optica X grips, which, you know. Make the fish eyes, make the camera wobble like crazy. Yeah, they did the job. made out of plastic. But they did also, the job for a couple of years. There's also another brand that makes a plastic scorpion handle, as they call them, but they have a, an adapter for the top of it that slides into your, like, camera shoe as well. That keeps it stable. Yeah, yeah. but still, like, plastic, like, I don't know, I'd rather just something solid, something metal. So I know it's not going to break or, yeah. you know, get damaged or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it's really sick. So the handle just screws into the top of the, the camera cage. And I always leave the camera cage on because it acts as like a little bit of protection while your camera's in your camera bag as well. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's a really, really sick brand. And anyone who films should check them out and, you know, What is it again? Them. Small rig. Small rig. Small rig. Yeah, they're pretty sick. Yeah, they're yeah, I feel like a good handle is is very essential for filming. Mm. Yeah, unless you're uh, filming with a just a fisheye screwed onto your HMC or whatever. Yeah, because they they have come a with the handle. Yeah, because those cameras come with a handle. <laughs> Dude, I gotta tell what? you something. One of my friends from Sydney had a had like a big, uh, I think it was like a Sony HD camcorder, but it filmed on HDV tapes, and he bought a giant fucking scorpion handle that went around the stock handle oh my god why i don't know why didn't he just hold the handle that was on it i don't know when i saw it bro i laughed so hard <laughs> and well so you saw it in person and he didn't give you a reason as to why well i don't know he just maybe he didn't realize it was a handle that was already on it yeah but yeah <laughs> maybe he needed it maybe he actually was like man i need to be like a little bit i don't want to bend down as much yeah i mean it's it's still like still worked and whatever, but it just looks funny. Yeah, it looks hilarious. I feel like that's quite an issue for me, being quite a small person, that I've struggled with filming a lot, like having just shorter arms and being smaller and a bit weaker as well. Like, uh, yeah, and I I've just been thinking about it more and more lately. Like, I need it a handle that's got got a bit of reach yeah. on it because I just feel like I'm too. I see people just going coming out and in and stuff i'm like if i go to full extension the camera's like you know shaking and stuff like that so i can film pretty good if it's all like close and stuff but i need a big strong handle that can get out further i remember seeing a clip i think i think it was filmed of jd in maybe his fatherland part or something Mm. but it was i think it was rudy filming him and i swear the camera was like attached to a tripod that he was holding upside down and he was running like this, but the camera was all the way by the ground. Oh, dude. Or it was something, an actual... Iris Motion has, <coughs> I think it's like a it's like a gimbal or something, and you can, like, hold them close to the ground. But I feel like you have way less of a reaction time if a scooter, mm. like, comes mm, to your camera. Big, yeah. yeah. And also, if it's, like, a solid handle, because I know Wise made their own handle, and it's literally just, like, a long, long tube with, like, a handle at the top, but... I feel like that'd be like hard to like tilt it back properly and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Like that's why I'd rather just have everything close and you know, it's well, when you look at a HMC or a VX, the handle's actually quite close to the lens. It's almost barely higher than the lens. It's just behind it. Yeah. And that's yeah. what 
has provided kind of the blueprint of filming yeah, for, for, for sure. years. That's None of this like big, you know, thing above it, ages away from the lens and stuff. They're close and reactive. It makes sense. I guess they just got stronger forearms than me. That's but what I was going for when I designed my handle. Something that sort of resembled the camcorder look and feel. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm pretty stoked how that came out. All right. So you've told us a bit about Dissidents event. You've told us a little bit about your camera setup. Let's yep. bring it all the way back to the beginning of your scootering career. Or not even your career, but, you know, just scootering for you and tell us about how you got into it. Lil Dill. We want to meet Lil Dill. All righty. So... Like, growing up as a kid, like, I'm surprised I got into riding because I got into scootering in 2008 when I was, like, 11. But up until that point, I was, like, a very, like, indoor sort of person. I loved Lego and just playing with toys and, you know, all that shit. So, like, I can't even remember why I got the urge to go to the skate park. But, uh, yeah, I just did it one day and I had a really crappy scooter. It just said turbo on the grip tape. It was, like... I don't know, it was really bad, but I came down and, you know, I just, I guess I enjoyed it. I can't really remember too much of that period, but I think when I really started to get into it, I got like a, a Razor A model mm. and uh, started riding that and I sucked for so long. Like it took me like about six months to learn how to jump up the quarter and I don't know, I just sort of, I sort of liked the challenge of it. Um and then from there, you know, I've got a blade scooter, like the old fold-up ones with like the rounded like mm. extrusion. And that was six scooters back in the day. Like, True. Like they I were like... I thought a blade would have been worse than the Razor. Well, the Razor A models were pretty bad, but the blade just felt solid because it had like the clamp on the folding mechanism. So you didn't need to bolt it or anything. True. So wow. Yeah, so yeah, from, from that scooter, I got a Razor Pro and, you know, some yak wheels and... Stuff like yak that. Yak wheel. <laughs> yep. Yeah, got got a yak wheels, deck reinforcements and stuff. I started like really getting into it and I feel like I really started to progress when the first Maggies came out. Because um, I travelled down to like Monster and Slam Factory and stuff and I remember I got a Maggie deck from Monster and like, yeah, I loved it. It was sick. Were they the ones with like the... Wait, was, so was that... First of all, was that a fold-up or a... Because they did have the fold-ups as well. No, I never got one of the Maggear uh, fold-up ones. Mm. It had the gooseneck? Like the, it the had the, the classic three holes. Yeah. And it was welded, not forged. <coughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So they were like the first Maggies that the came bars out. with the clamp? I only got the deck. Oh, okay. yeah. whoa. It was random. Like How? I, I like second-hand? No, there was a brand new one at Monster. And apparently it was their oh. last one. I was looking for them everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they charged me like 150 bucks for it or something. Or like yeah. 130 or whatever. But I was like, you know, I may as well just pay that full price because I'm not going to use anything else from the scooter anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I got that. And that's when – I feel like that's when scootering started to really take shape when the Maggie Australia mm -hmm. team formed and mm – -hmm. You know, a lot of inspiration came from, like, you know, Nick Air and uh, all the Maggie team I was going to ask what scootering looked like at that point in time. Was Nick Air, like, did you know of Nick Air when you were getting this mad gear? Like, was um, all that happening? Yeah, I think I... I think I remember watching the Maggie SoCal tour teaser, and that was a really sick video. I don't think I really knew who Nick Air was at the time. Yeah. You know, a lot of people back then didn't really think of the the filmers. Yeah, like it wasn't yeah, established yeah. as yeah. like 
you know, a thing to look out for. Yeah, but Mad Gear was popping. Yeah, Mad like, Gear was popping yeah. off. And it was sick because, you know, all the riders that rode for Mad Gear were like probably like, you know, 16 to 20. So they were a little bit older. So it really like showed people that it wasn't just like a kid thing. Mm, yeah. So I feel like that's probably why I kept with it as well as it being really fun, of yeah, course. Yeah, but yeah, for sure. But yeah. Um, so you, yeah, you got that deck. Yeah, I got that deck and I don't remember what I got after that. I'm pretty sure after that, oh, I don't know. I've had a lot of scooters. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. So you put that, wait, so you put that deck on the blade set up. So you had a blade scooter with a Mad Gear deck. No, this was a little bit after the blade. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure I got like a Razor Pro or something yeah. in between yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with like just some one piece bars from eBay and, um, like yak wheels. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, no, I remember these. there's these wheels that I had on it that were Axis Metalcore wheels. And they were like really sick wheels back in the day. Mm. They were like awesome. Like yeah, you yeah. couldn't break them. Yeah. Sort of like the proto of Australia. <laughs> at the time. At the time. Yeah. What kind of tricks were you doing at this point? Like, because, yeah, so. so yeah, you how, said it was how old are you? 2009 when you yeah. first started? Is that what you said? 2008. Towards like the end of 2008. Mm-hmm. So this would have been maybe in like 2009 when I got the mag gear. So I'd been okay. running for a year and I was just doing like whips and double whips and like stalls, bar yeah. spins, just like, yeah. just like real basic stuff. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I'm pretty sure I started to, you know, me and my friends from uh, my local park, we started like really like taking interest in it. And that's when we usually got like, I think we got like proto SESs and threadless forks and trying to understand threadless back then was so hard (laughs) like until proto made that video on it like you watch that video and you're like oh i get it now and then yeah of course we get it because it's so much simpler than threaded yeah yeah oh i don't know threaded's so simple when you No, but aren't there like multiple oh true there's the nut and then the lock nut yeah i I don't know about that but yeah, just <laughs> I don't know. Just <laughs> I don't know. Just doing something like that way for two years and then realizing, oh, there's a better way to do it. Yeah. It just seemed more complicated. Yeah. So we ended up getting like proto SCSs and like inward forks and proto wheels and stuff like that. And that's when our scooters started to actually feel not like toys. Mm. And then Yeah, yeah. So like the scooters are getting better, all of a sudden you can actually do more stuff on them as well. Like Yeah. yeah. Like that was that's two thousand and nine. Yeah, that's crazy. I didn't realize that it was really going like that in two thousand and nine. Proto's oh well, eight, isn't it? Established oh yeah. yeah. eight. Well, I think mm-hmm. we might have gotten the SCSs maybe early twenty ten. Mm-hmm. I think because I started yeah. high school in twenty ten, and there's no way I would have had uh, like stock razor parts in when I was going to high school. So yeah. it has to be no way. That ain't cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just thinking the time, the time period. Yeah, but um, yeah, that's was your when scooter dialed. I didn't really care if it was dialed or not. Oh, okay. Never, oh. never cared about it. It wasn't even a thing. True. I cared if my it, headset was wobbly. But it that's was a big thing at that stage. Really? Like, yeah, because scooters were... Well, I'm talking when I came into it 2011 and mm. working at Street and Park yeah. and a lot of people still had razors and pretty crappy mad gears and stuff that did not come as solid as scooters come today. Yeah. And it was a just such a big thing to get it dialed True. like yeah if the wheels were 
putting in an extra washer to make sure the wheels were getting tight enough, sticky tape around, like, the brake and stuff to make sure there was no rattle, like... Yeah, I guess it, got, it was still a thing. It must have just got to that point where they're like, like, we can't be taken seriously if we're on these rickety, like, razor, you know, or fold-up scooters or whatever. You know, they must have just been like, nah. Th- like, there must have just been some people getting around it. with scooters that sounded like basketballs and then... Yeah. Then it just took off. Like, that's what defined if the scooter was... Like, some Good. kids came into the <laughs> shop with some crappy-looking scooters, but if you could, like, you know, dung, 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 sound like a basketball, <laughs> like, it was... That was fresh. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I don't think I really ever cared too much about that. My scooter was, like, always pretty sketchy. Yeah. Because I just rode it as much as I could. I didn't want to, like, fiddle around with it. Like, as long as, like, my wheels spun and my headset was tight, I was sweet. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, from from there... I can't remember what deck I got after that or what my setup was looking like, but I remember I started to really get into street riding when I was like maybe like 14 mm-hmm. and I ended up getting What exposed you to street riding? What what did you see that um, like... I know. don't know. I think maybe like a couple of videos from like maybe Matt McKean or Monkey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I don't think that's what really inspired me to ride street. I was just having more fun doing it. Yeah, yeah. Back when I grew up riding, there was no park or street. You just rode a scooter. Yeah. And that's how it should be today, I yeah. feel. Yeah, for sure. But we've created our own divide with park and street. But yeah. yeah, back in the day, like, you know, you could, you know, drop in and do a buttercup, but you also wanted to board slide the rail as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah. there was no desire just to do one type of riding. Yeah. So I feel like everyone just wanted to, you know, just get good at everything on a scooter. Yeah. Like you look at Cody Donovan's videos from back in the day, he was doing insane gaps and park stuff, but he was also grinding like huge rails. Yeah. yeah for sure. And yeah. I th- feel like that's just like the skate park mentality when you haven't really been exposed to, you know, like the whole street scene and stuff, you know, you, you have a skate park, which has heaps of quarters, you know, heaps of banks, heaps of ledges and heaps of rails, you know, or maybe not heaps of everything, but you know what I mean? Like it's got at least one of everything. So you just want to ride everything at the skate park. So yeah. it just makes sense that your style is more broad. But then, yeah, I guess it's once like you start breaking out into the street world mainly that it's like, oh, street only. Yeah. yeah. Well, growing up as a skateboarder, not even riding a scooter seriously until I was like 19 in skateboarding, it was... <laughs> <laughs> in skateboarding it was ride the skate park with all with all your homies and stuff like that if anyone was like sponsored or you know noteworthy it was front their videos were street yeah it was just like skate park practice fun skating homies but if there's somebody, they were like, their clips were in the streets. Well, but yeah, for the most part in skateboarding, it's like if if you're a, a park skateboarder, it's like you're a mega ramp. Mm, yeah, or yeah, yeah. Bowl. You, you have yeah. to be an exceptional bowl rider to get noticed. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. Or like, you know, like um, vert. Yeah. Bowl of vert. Um, but there's no like, you know, you don't just see skateboarders at the skate parks, you know, as often just for whatever reason, just doing airs in the half pipe. Mm, like, it's, yeah. like, a lot rarer than, you you know. So yeah. yeah. S- skateboarding's just, like, a little bit more street naturally. Yeah. I yeah. feel as well the reason why I got into street riding is because if any of you have seen my local park, it sucked. It was, like, the worst park. Yuranga. Yep, Yuranga. <laughs> it was, like, just two quarters on either side, probably about three and a half, four foot with, like, a like a coping-to-coping coping box jump in the middle. But, uh... 
That was like it was very with a rail, like an going A-frame rail. An A-frame yeah, had an a up flat down had going. An, yeah, over had the whole an middle. A-frame rail, and then next to the A-frame rail on the other side of the quarters was just like a flat ledge. Then it had like two banks. Sounds like an amazing skate yeah, park. Yeah, I know. And th- like, I'm like, damn, I'm <laughs> thinking of the combos I could do right now. That's the thing. I hated that park until I really started trying to do street tricks. Okay, yeah, there wasn't much to do as a park ride. You know, if you had yeah. been a little, you know, park rider, there's, there's only so many quarters and they were only so small. Yeah, so you, so the you street, just... Yeah. I got over doing the same tricks on the quarters and stuff, yeah. but on a ledge is hundreds or thousands of combinations of tricks you can do on yeah. ledges and rails and stuff. Yeah. So I had a lot of fun just exploring that style of riding. And I feel like that's what really kept me riding street and stuff. Yeah. But um and that was when you were about fourteen or twenty fourteen you just say? Fourteen. Fourteen. Okay. Yeah. yeah, probably when I was about maybe maybe fifteen I yeah. started to really get into it. But I started like just, you know, dabbling in it like when I was fourteen. And mm-hmm. and what was the next kind of progression step or like noteworthy uh you know thing in your scootering from there i think well i think um what really helped me get decent at street riding was district decks yeah because they were really really sick v2 or v3 the v2i so the integrated 4.3 boxed one which is what we refer to as a v3 or what i've i've always referred to as a v3 but it was actually like the dk2 Oh, what? Something. I swear yeah. it was yeah. called the V3, dude. I'm pretty yeah. sure it was... You mean the integrated one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty Rory sure it was, it was V2i because there was the District V1, which wasn't integrated. Mm. Then they um, there was a problem with their aluminium, so mm. they made the District V2, which is still the same deck, but just made better. Yeah. And the V2i was the integrated one. Yeah. 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 And they are actually, like, pretty damn long for back then. Like, it felt really good to ride them. I think they were, like, almost 21 long. True. So I remember the Ben J Fryant one. Everyone wanted the like everyone wanted the Ben J one because it was yep. a bit shorter. Because it was twenty point five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, the District uh, V two Is are about twenty one, which is long for back then. Yeah, for sure. And then from there, I really started loving street when I got an Ethic deck. Mm-hmm. Ethic decks yep. when they came out, they were so good. Had the Ethic Limwem V one with the uh, Almasty bars. Well, by the time the Ethic deck came out, Addict had well and truly been established and obviously dropped off for for ethic to pop up um tilt and proto would have been going crazy in the in the street scene like street was huge yeah that was like a golden era of street what you're talking about and you're you're a little kid i think that that the tilt 2012 video inspired me as well now that i think about it with the portugal the man song oh that was a sick video (laughs) but uh I just remember it because I had Reese in it, and I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah, like Brisbane this, dude this on this Brisbane rider is company. yeah. I was, yeah. It was such a trip to, for me. But yeah, I, I I really enjoyed my ethic deck and stuff when I had it. It was like such a good deck for mm. for grinds and you know. Even though it's funny that now like now yeah, yeah, yeah. now it, it would suck for grinds. <laughs> like, well, it'd still be really good. Well, you, you could yeah. still you know a lot of shit was done on. On them. Dylan and yeah. I were having a conversation on the way here about like, it's like, man, I wish I never even hopped on a five wide, you know, like, like how good were the days when yeah. a pandemonium was like the best deck. Because they were so light and, and just, just agile. Yeah. And yeah. It, they were just amazing. And it's like. Before oh, you got addicted to six. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's just funny. It's like they were so prime 
but now you you don't even want to like put your foot on it like mm. <laughs> and well man you did so much incredible stuff on 4.5 wide flavors so did yeah. reese mm-hmm. jones so did yeah so you know so stuff many that i people. couldn't even do now yeah yeah. yeah 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 and i think also i just keep going back because i just keep remembering mm. remembering shit but i was really into like technical stuff when i was running park like foot jams and and nose manuals and all that stuff but yeah. like the the place to do those that was the funnest was in the streets or yeah. doing street orientated tricks yeah because I would love to like, you know, in like 2011, I was like doing like bar spin to hang fives and shit like that. Like stuff I probably couldn't even do now. Yeah. And like, you know, 180 faking nose manual re-entries on quarters yeah, and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. It's funny, like you're saying park, but those today would be referred to as like street yeah, park yeah, tricks. Like what yeah. a street rider would do at a park. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you never like got into the whole buttercup, you know, rifle. I I was doing some pretty decent park tricks. Like I could do like front scooter cups and like butter cups and mm-hmm. you know all that stuff. Like flares and front flips. You could and flare. Yeah, I've done a I've done a fl- flare on, on a few occasions. Oh my god. Yeah, it was a uh, that was just like the. Isn't there a photo of you like smashing your face on the coping doing a flare at your younger? <laughs> yeah, that's 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 because of the quarter pipe. How mellow it was. Yeah, sure. It was a it was well, a horrible quarter pipe. Hey, people have flared flat so. Yeah, not in uh, not in 20, 2011. Yeah, fair enough. But Maybe uh, almost. <laughs> and and people don't learn to do flares on flat. You have to, <laughs> you have to learn on a good quarter. But um, <laughs> so yeah, where where was the where was the next kind of notable thing after the the V three district and then the the ethic deck? And well, it, it's weird because I went backwards. I went from an ethic deck to an attic deck. Yeah, and I liked yeah. the attic de- attic deck more. Um, and then it was lighter or. Yeah, it was just, I don't know, it was just cooler. It just felt cooler. Oh, yeah. I did the same. We, like, got the ethics and we're like, yeah, oh, this is so sick. But then it was just, like, super sick to ride an addict still. Yeah, I love the sound of the addict deck. Mm. It just has a unique sound to it. I don't even know what it is. Tingy tangy. Yeah, it's crazy. Like a Coke can. It's just so, yeah, so light and flimsy. But, like, I lived for that. That was was just a really good feeling deck. Mm -hmm. And, uh... Oh, what was I going to say? Yeah, so from, from that that setup, I sort of quit riding for a couple of months because, like, my, the scene at my in my hometown was just so bad. There was, like, mm. one other rider that I rode with, and he moved to Sydney. Mitch? No, nah, Mitchell's always been in cost, but oh, he sort okay, of, like, yeah. just dips in and out oh, at okay, times. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my friend who I'm referring to, his, his name was Toby, and he was a really good rider. And then, yeah, his parents just moved to Sydney and then, you know, I got really bummed out and, you know, I ended up selling my scooter and, you yeah, know, thought yeah, I wouldn't yeah. ride. But then I ended up getting back into it by buying a, a Flavor Awakening Complete. Yeah. And I think that's where I started to really, like, get good at scooters, like, because of the flat bottom and yeah. all that. Like, it really had changed from the, like, whole tapered tapered yeah. extrusion. Yeah. yeah. Flavor was one of the first to do like that awakening 4.5 flat on the bottom. Oh, that yeah. was just the pushed scootering it, so far. It honestly felt like a like a TSI threshold and an ethic put together. Mm, yeah. yeah. Wow. Like, well, it kind of was. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like they were, they were really sick decks. And then from there I started, like I realized like, you know, like the scene in my hometown sucks. I'm just going to start to travel. And like I've always traveled to scooter ever since i was like maybe like 15 like i went on canberra trips like 
with friends and whatnot. My parents always really chill about it. They just let me go by myself. I'd catch the train down to like, you know, Newcastle and I had a lot of homies in Newcastle, that road. And uh sucks to see the scene there's like pretty dead right now. But it was like really popping off back in the day when like, you know, Ty Stevens, Sean Scully, um, Luke Math, but I didn't really rub with Math then. Um, but yeah, I've always like traveled a bit. So I just decided, you know, I love scootering like more than, you know, enough to not quit and just travel to yeah. ride. Yeah. So I ended That's up super young to be traveling like unsponsored and stuff yeah, like just sure. traveling for like, it's not like a company was talking to your parents like, yeah, we want to, you know, take him here and take him there. Like your parents, you're just like, I want to go ride these skate parks and stuff. And your parents are just l- letting you out. Yeah, very different. Yeah. <laughs> That's the gnarly. From last episode, yeah, talking yeah. about yeah, it took wasn't a long, allowed to go to time skate park, which is more than an door. hour. Yeah, the skate park was next door to his house. Yeah, but yeah, I just um, I started to travel down to Sydney and just stay with like Wesmer and Jack McCann and yep. all those guys. And is this official Kovu days? Was Kovu? Yeah, a, yeah. Is this the forming of Kovu? I think that it was just starting to become a thing. Yeah. It was really sick because, you know, like they just wanted to ride and film like yeah. all the time. So I just went down and just stayed with them and, you know, film clips in Sydney and whatnot. And made like a video for Kovu and like that really... A Dylan Connell Kovu <coughs> video? It was just a like part, a, 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 group, a group, yeah, group video. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, was, that was that like the Kovu like video? It was like Kovu it? VX2. Okay. It was Kovu VX1. Angus and Julia Stone song? Yeah. 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 But um, I think before... Were you uh, largely influenced by Friendly at this time? Obviously, Friendly's like well and truly established at this point. Yeah, except I got the vibe from Friendly that they were just like really good riders, like pros that, you, you know, it was like hard to get in with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I'm saying you guys surely were watching their videos and paying attention to them yeah, and, yeah, being, yeah. and being inspired yeah, yeah, by yeah. them, yeah. But um, I feel like these days... Friendly has been huge with the, the like grip tape and stuff to the point where hundreds of thousands of kids all over the world have friendly grip tape but don't necessarily know how pivotal they were at that time. Yeah. That, you know, obviously yeah, they're pivotal know that it's like and a current crew now, and but friend. yeah, yeah. That just, yeah, friendly <laughs> at that time was the kings, mm-hmm. just so much, yeah, inspiration, yeah. But yeah, I think I... I really enjoyed filming because, like, there was no phones or anything like that. If you filmed a clip on your phone, it just wouldn't be worth it because the quality was just, like, horrible. Mm-hmm. So yeah. to to capture scootering, you needed a camera. So I've always had, like, a camera from, like, a young age. Yeah. Like, some of them sucked. Some of them are a little bit better. But when I got my VX, that's when I was, like, really hyped to, uh, to like, start filming. Yeah. And Did uh, you know how sick VXs were at the time? Like, or were you just getting the VX because it was an accessible camera? Or were you going for that, you know, VX, fisheye, skate filming kind of look? I was going for, like, the SD look, probably from Friendly Video's inspiration. But I think I I sort of just got it for, like, the novelty of having that camera. Yeah. But I'm sort of glad I did. And then I used that for a while, but... I got it really cheap. I got it for like 150 bucks and the viewfinder was broken. So yeah. I, I literally took it apart, put my own ribbon cable in and got the viewfinder working again. 
That's wow. so gnarly. That's yeah, and yeah. I, I was probably like maybe, maybe at like at the end of fifteen, yeah. maybe close to sixteen. Yeah, and I literally just looked up a tutorial and then followed all the steps and I got it working. But the steady shot was stuck on, which is oh, a bummer. So the the yeah. vig wobbled. Yeah. So I ended up selling that camera for three hundred bucks, <laughs> made like one hundred and fifty bucks off it. Nice. I'd, I like told everyone that, you know, I put in the ad that like the steady shot was stuck on and whatnot. Sure you did. Sure you did. And then I ended up buying a, a VX2, which now you own. Yeah, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. It's in Wait, the, so it's a VX in the like 300 bucks? Well, it was back then, but now they're getting harder to find. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. like m- way more of a collector's item now. Yeah, like okay. I don't know if I intend on using the one I bought off you. I just want to keep it in the cupboard as a... Yeah, you know, sick. in 10, yeah. 20 years' time, I'll be like, oh, look at this. Yeah. you got to run it every now and then. Do I? It's, it's good for the camera to use it. Uh, we should uh, should film one of these episodes on the VX. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. That'd actually be pretty sick. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be dope. <laughs> Next step. But, uh, now, we'll get you back for that yeah. on hu- episode 103. Yeah, sick. Or like all, yeah. the, all the Front Hurricane the front podcast hurricane. or whatever. New <laughs> section coming soon. <laughs> yeah, the, the VX that I got. It still had the original stickers on it from brand new. It yeah. had the instruction manual. Like it was like wow. mint condition and it's always been in like mint condition. I just took the stickers off because it looks cleaner. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's what really got me into filming. Like you know, I realized that I enjoyed filming almost as much as writing. So did you film much of that COVID, uh, that COVID video? I almost said COVID video. Yeah, I, I filmed and edited the, the whole thing. Oh, okay, true. Yeah. Yeah, wow, I would have thought it was Wesma. And I was just a week long uh, trip in Sydney, or like maybe two weeks mm-hmm. that I yeah that I started to film. That was like your kind of entry into Kovu and yeah. stuff, like at the time. Yeah, I pretty much filmed a video for Kovu, and I started you know traveling uh, back and forth from Sydney a lot, and uh, I can't really remember what specifically happened with Kovu, but yeah, I don't know, just some disagreements between me and Wesma and whatnot. So. I guess after that, I sort of started to hang with the the friendly guys and also some of the the Brisbane dudes as well. Like, not too long after that video, I hosted the Coffs Harbour Street Jam and, like, Casey and George and all those guys came down and that's how how I really met them. And, yeah, that was a pretty pretty sick sick day. Like, I was pretty stoked to to throw that together. You just put together a street jam for Coffs. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I just hit up uh, hit up Casey and Vex Brand, and they were our only sponsors. But yeah. it's just a small event just to get people from the so same hyped. Casey as in native at that time? Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Right. Yeah. yeah, and I guess that's how I sort of got in with with native. And uh, I remember Axel Pegas got, um, got introduced to, like, on the native team on the street jam. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, and... Yeah. Uh, See, I think after that, I started to travel more to Brisbane than to Sydney. And that's the good thing about living in Coffs Harbour. I was, like, right in the middle, so I could yeah, choose whether to go up or good. down. Yeah. For sure. So, yeah, then I remember I came up to Brisbane with my dad in a in a motorhome. And we're literally, like, living at Shaler Park Skate Park. And, um, yeah, Casey just hit me up and he was like, do you and... Like, I was with Jake Durbin. He was like, do you and Durbin want to ride for Native? And I was like, yeah, that'd be sick. So that's how I got onto onto native yeah and i'm pretty sure that the year after that i moved to sydney and started working at scooter hut and 
you know, just got in with all the friendly dudes and... Because they all worked at that scooter hut as well, or yeah. a lot of them, yeah. Yeah, so I, that, like... Did you know them before working at the scooter uh, hut, or was that kind of... That w- I met them on a on a Sydney trip in the same year, I'm yeah. pretty sure, and um, I was staying with Jake Turner, and then um, I'm pretty... I forget what happened, but Jake introduced me to Dylan Ryan, and he said, you can crash here if you want, because yeah, it was a bit closer yeah. to everyone. Yeah. So that's how I really, that's how I got uh, in with like the friendly dudes and I just thought they had a better vibe and, yeah, you know, they were more, more real, more mature and stuff. Yeah, they are a bit older and, yeah. Yeah, so I really enjoyed like riding with them and um, it was like a hard decision to like leave my home and like move to Sydney and stuff because I've always had to choose between my friends and my family mm. and that's always been like difficult but I just... Yeah, for sure. You know, I just love scootering so much that it has to be scootering, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, from from moving to Sydney, um, I remember everyone on, on Native, like they were all, pretty much all COVID riders, like McCann and Durban and stuff. And mm-hmm. there was just like a lot of, a lot of beef in the chat from uh, like my beef with Wesma. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's what made me sort of not feel welcome with native anymore so i hit up case and i'm like yeah i don't really want to ride for native because of the like the team members like we just don't get along oh because at the time this and this is very uh very different native to to what it is now yeah and you know almost none of those riders are associated still or all i think um yeah they had a blank i just think of native back then as a different brand yeah yeah it was it was owned by casey and you know you you obviously helped out a lot yeah in the the creation of it all but Um, but it was that was a time when those like when he was putting on a yeah a lot of riders in Mm. yeah yeah so i just didn't get along with those guys so um by that time you'd started lifeboat yeah and i I think the only people on Lifeboat were like yourself and Jack Douth. Yeah. And I hit you up and I was like, yo, um, you know, I'm not getting along with the native riders. Is there a spot for me on Lifeboat? And you welcome me. Yeah. And that. True. And you wow, dropped that gnarly video. Yeah. I didn't know that that was like, you know, that lined up like that quickly. I didn't know that you were on native and then like, you know. That's why I was blanking just then because I was trying to put myself back there and being like, what, what was the beef but there was like yeah beef between not beef but you know like yeah kovu uh riders well kovu versus a lot of pretty much everyone else and then a bunch of those native riders at the time were yeah like kovu riders and stuff like that i'm pretty sure i went from native to lifeboat within like a day or two yeah yeah right yeah and i actually no i remember nathan and reese were already on lifeboat by then but yeah, it was still really small and stuff. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, then that you know stemmed into like a oh, probably been like a three four years fucking sponsorship yeah. from Lifeboat or to like the new native. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, yeah. Going back to Sydney, I think Sydney got me really hyped to ride and stuff. But a really big setback was popping my shoulder out when I lived there. That was like a really big bummer. Yeah. Because yeah, I feel yeah. like my shoulder's never been the same since. So, True. yeah, I'm just scared to like get it hurt again, I guess. When yeah. was that? 
That was in 2016. Okay. Yeah. Did a hand plant over a hip, like a legit like upside down one, and it popped out while I was upside down. That is, sounds extremely terrible. <laughs> yeah, and I and I think about the situation um, with that now, and I'm I just get confused because Kev was trying to help me out and stuff, and he was just driving me around trying to find a medical center or something for like maybe like an hour, dude, and my whole arm went numb. Oh my god! And I was like crying bro because like it didn't hurt at first but then afterwards it was like yeah well they really start like bad. swelling and stuff hey eh? like Jesus. yeah you know, and i was dislocated. just i just think like why didn't we call an ambulance yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. like we should have just done that they probably well, would have I'm, like i'm assuming kevin probably didn't think it's going to take an hour for him to actually find a place find a like place, you know yeah. it's like it surely it's just right around the corner and that mentality for a an yeah. hour <laughs> yeah yeah but i appreciate kev helping me out <laughs> getting <laughs> like, you somewhere but yeah. I wish we uh, I wish we just called an ambulance, yeah. but I'm pretty sure in New South Wales they cost money. Mm. I don't know oh about Jesus. Queensland, but no. yeah, in New South Wales you have to pay for an ambulance. Yeah, like but a call out ridiculous. fee. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, that put me out for like at least like two or three months, maybe. But during that time, I was just filming heaps, and I'd gotten my HMC like HD setup uh, by then, and I filmed the friendly group tape promo video yeah just at a couple of parks it was all night footage and they came out really sick for the classic group tape like their first group tape the first group tape was um done through scooter hut but then okay. uh this group tape was just done through them yeah so they they're able to make more money off it and whatnot yeah so wait what really yeah the first batch of sent friendly group tape was through Scooter Hut. Yeah, like back in the day, True. Friendly was made through Scooter Hut. Right, okay. Yeah, so... All the dudes are like working yeah, yeah, for yeah. them at the time yeah. and stuff. Not yeah. too sure like if they made money off it or mm. whatnot. I mean... I'm I, sure I, they would have had a yeah. cut yeah. for themselves, yeah. Yeah, probably not much though. Not as much as they could... You not know, compared to doing it doing themselves, themselves yeah. 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 So you filmed... So it's the same grip tape design though, like the classic Friendly logo. Yeah. yeah. And you filmed the video for that once it become, you know, fully Friendlies and not... A scooter hut product. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So I was just focusing on filming and stuff and whatnot, um, and that like sort of kept me sane while I couldn't ride. Yeah. But um, yeah. After that, I I sort of like, you know, I was in a rough spot mentally with Sydney just because where I was living and whatnot. So I moved back to Coffs and then, I don't know. I just sort of just like reconnect with like Sydney, Brisbane, Sydney, Brisbane. But yeah, yeah. You know, I think finally when I moved to Brisbane, like it really felt like home, like rather than Sydney. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's why I've been in Brisbane for so long. I've been here since like I think June 2018 and haven't yeah, really looked back. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been here for a long time. Mm-hmm. Third guest in a row on the podcast that is a you know, not a Brisbane yeah. local that has moved to Brisbane, but compared to Will and Lev, they're both very fresh to Brisbane. Yeah, I feel I'm like yeah, yeah, I've thought of you as a Brisbane person for a, yeah, a couple of years now. You're yeah. talking like yeah. what, three years you've been here. Yeah, yeah, probably about that. That's crazy. Yeah. So do you think when you pop your shoulder out, do you, th- do you see that as like a definitive point where you decide like, you know, where filming really took over for you? Or would you say it was like before when you said you filmed you filmed that Kovu part, um, you know, like or, the or, or is there an, or is yeah. there another you know time where it really? Well, I think when I popped my shoulder out, filming was just something to do. I really enjoyed filming, and you know, but I would always see myself as a scooter rider first. Yeah, yeah. and I think you know with the lack of because I'm as anyone who knows me knows I'm really 
picky and fussy with how really? things are filmed. What? Like whatever. I've got a lot to say yeah. about how people use cameras. Yeah, but yeah, you definitely do. I think whenever I got a clip myself, I would always be just so let down by how it turned out that I just, you know, I just stopped trying. Mm-hmm. I remember this one clip that I filmed. Um, you were there, and I did like the fakey wall ride cab with many three off that curb. One eighty to fakey wall ride to drop down. So 180 whip Manny, to man- three. Oh, 180 whip down to Manny and three off the In the, the city? Curb. Is that that little, like, yeah. Manny Pat? The, the pur- yeah. purple, purple wall thing? Yeah, yeah. And Insanely gnarly trick. Yeah, that's yeah. And uh, shout out to Donald, but uh, he, he cut my feet out. And I was just like... Which I is pretty crucial. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when you're doing a tail whip. <laughs> Landing, yeah. But uh, that was... I feel like that was, like, the turning point where I was just <laughs> I, like... It oh was, I remember. I was just... I, I remember that. I didn't really film many clips after that at all. I just, you know, I just thought like, you know. You were just so over it being like really good at filming other people because you are an extraordinarily good uh, filmer. If you're there, it's like, you know, I want you to film it over anyone else, over anyone else there. But you're, and then you do a clip that you're super stoked with, see the footage and you're just like, and just like jam, I can't, I can't like, use yeah. that. You, it's just what's the point? Yeah. yeah, I always trip on that. Like people who are so good at their craft, but like they're so good that they can't have anybody else do it for them. Like yeah, I think yeah, of like you, like be, imagine being an amazing masseuse and just knowing that you will never <laughs> get that treatment yourself. <laughs> like you know, yeah. that's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you pay amazing money for it. Yeah, which yeah, I, but I you know, probably get. If you've clips. got the best hands, you know. Then I could probably get clips if I, you know, <laughs> maybe I f- fly parish over here out of my own pocket. And then you'll get some good filming. Yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, you sure. could always just get me to film you. Like, <laughs> You're actually, really like, good. not a bad filmer. Regan is a good filmer. See that? Regan even a good filmer. Even, like, for his standards, like, you're actually not a bad <laughs> filmer. Like actually. That, that's his... I like, should have got you to film it instead of Donald that day. But I'm pretty sure I was, like trying to put my hand up but because he was filming a lot at the time and had his own like camera set up and stuff you're like nah surely yeah i sort of donald's got it and i was like it, it's a long lens like there's no <laughs> way you can fuck up oh long God. lens dude like yeah now nah, that that definitely got fucked up yeah and I, I remember i watched the clip back i deleted it on the spot but i wish i kept it because i'd, I'd like to just see that trick yeah, but for sure. That could be like how on the Nine Club they've got the switch flip Manny in the background <laughs> constantly. We just have this clip <laughs> of Dylan getting foot chop. Oh, my God. Foot chop. But yeah, I feel like that was a turning point where I was like, you know, there needs to be better filmers in scootering, like more of them. Mm. And in like this age of just like iPhones and Insta, like a lot of kids probably will never own a camera or never film a part. Mm. You know, which is a bit of a letdown. Yeah, it's crazy that you put it like that when you put it like that. I was speaking to some kids the other day at Syndicate and I was like, so like, do any of you have, you know, a camera at all? And it's like, oh, I've got my iPhone, Mm. but you know, like I can't afford, you know, a camera. And it's like, like, there's nothing else you can say to that. You you know, it's like, oh, iPhones are way better of a camera than what they could afford. Yeah. Sure. Like, because we're you know the the camera setups we're talking about are yeah just minimum thousand yeah. bucks. You, I feel like if you can find a little handy cam, like you iPhone know, would be better. You could literally no, get I a feel death like lens for it. Death lens fish with yeah, the but death lens handle. You can always tell. You know, you can tell that. In my yeah, opinion, you can yeah. tell the difference. You can tell when it's an iPhone. 
But even if it's just like a, a bad camera, in my opinion, that looks better than an iPhone. Mm. Like I would rather see a bad camera, you know, an edit film with a bad camera than a, an edit film with an iPhone. Well, if they turn You can it, just tell it's an iPhone. If they turn it sideways and zoom in and out, at least that could be, yeah, you know, could replicate a long lens yeah. part. Like no, could sure. re- replicate long at least iphones have like steady zoom if kids get dslrs like long lens on a dslr shouldn't be a thing unless it's tripod still angle that's the thing there's for all these kids it's pretty hard i mean it's no harder now than it was for you at the time but there was something in you that drove you to like get this VX and understand the VX and figure out how to use it and make a video part and stuff like that. Yeah. But well, you didn't have the option to have an iPhone at that, yeah. at that point. That's yeah. true, that's VX. true. That's but true. also, like, a lot of kids, you know, especially with, like, gaming these days, like, what are kids going to choose? Like, let's say they get, like, a... like a $500 a, budget for their birthday or yeah, something. Are they going to yeah. choose a PS4 or, like, a... A DSLR, you know, I would personally DSLR. choose a, I would, cho- I would choose a camera. <laughs> I would choose a camera, but I've never really been into gaming that much. Like I haven't played games for like two mm. months. Yeah. And I don't really care for it too much. Okay. But Because um, I know you were a bit of a Fortnite junkie not too long ago. Yeah. I mean, it, it was something <laughs> different. It's fun, but like it doesn't consume my life like a lot of kids do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but sure. I guess it's just where people's priorities lie mm-hmm. if they want to. You know, because I just can't imagine scootering with no video parts. Like, mm. the people that are filming, like, really good parts are, like, keeping it, like, alive and mm. giving it, like, a good sort of a, a good view. Yeah. I guess. A good a good, good image. Yeah. yeah. Are they? What, like, people that film video parts? Yeah. Could scootering continue and continue to progress if video parts just became less and less prominent, less and less important, and, it, and Instagram just became more and more important? It could still grow, but I don't think it, it'd be growing in, like, a very legit way. Mm. Like, because, like, there's been some crazy stuff on Instagram, but I can only remember, like, maybe one or two mm. things. Yeah. Like, the, the thing that comes to mind when I think Instagram, like, notable clip is Maxime Buzzard's Gap Lip. Yeah. And that yeah. huge, like... But like even that, that, was, was, that filmed was filmed with proper cameras, part. like, and just put on... Ins- no, it was filmed with proper cameras and just filmed as a welcome to... Yeah, okay. Yeah. Like an Insta-clip welcome to yeah, right. thing. Even if that yeah. was filmed on an iPhone, I'd probably remember it because that's pretty gnarly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Like but next level, but... It, it, but I don't know. Like, when I think of, you know, a world without video parts, that sounds to me like... I feel like heaps of people would drop off. Like, I feel like scootering would become just a thing for, you know, kids under 15, mm. I, I feel like. And it just you know. shows no, like, patience and no determination and, you know, just obsessed with, like, getting that, you know, instant, like, gratification. Yeah, yeah. for like, sure. Like, you know, like, it's, it's sick when you're sitting on a bunch of clips bunch of footage and mm. you're just like wow this is gonna be something sick mm-hmm. rather than sitting on a minute of footage for from that day and just be like oh this is gonna be dope i'm gonna drop that yeah, yeah. you know sure. like yeah. it just shows shows patience and determination and like good work ethic when you film a video part compared to constantly releasing just insta clip after insta clip and i feel like anyone anyone says like that they can't afford a camera you know you can get a job at 14 mm. like these it's just what you do like and 
how much you want it. Anyone yeah. can do anything if yeah. they put their mind to it. So not being able to afford a camera, I see that as like not really a valid reason because no, yeah. everyone can just. If you, know, you want to film a video part, you'll go. You'll find a hundred dollar handy cam at a thrift store or some you know like yeah. something you'll figure out a way to like make it work or you'll go out with people who do film and with the, cameras like and the uh, thing is you know like these kids love scootering so much they're not going to say they can't afford a scooter they find a way to yeah, ride yeah, yeah yeah so if you love yeah. filming that much you'll find a way to get a camera like you can get like a dvx for a couple hundred bucks yeah and that's like a, a professional standard def camera that you can make really sick videos from yeah so i don't think like Oh, I can't afford it isn't really an excuse. Yeah. I think their their priorities are just different. Yeah. I, I just think they have the option to, you know, just have an iPhone and, and Instagram is so big at the moment that it's just, you know, I don't think they necessarily do think like, oh, I I don't feel like they feel pressured to film video like full length mm. videos because they yeah. have Instagram and Instagram is what everybody uses all the time. So, you know, they, they can feel content in that. But I like, I feel like if there was more pressure to film video parts, then, you know, maybe they would go out there. But, you know, a lot of companies have come, you know, to Instagram. also be on Instagram, just Instagram companies, you know, and not be pushing their writers to be filming, like, full video parts and stuff like that. So, yeah. um, you know, like, but whereas in our generation, it was like, you only had YouTube. So what do you want to yeah. do? You want to film YouTube, like, you know, like... Yeah, like even if you're not... Uh, even close to being sponsored or pro or anything, you, you your dream is still to, like, get a camera set up and, like, put together a, a, a web video, yeah, like a, sure. a part yeah. on YouTube. Like, that's where you would put stuff. And putting it on Instagram doesn't just compete at all because you can't, like, have... I mean, you can with IGTV now. Yeah, IGTV is, but you know... The way that you could or would, like, you know, work on a full song and stuff like that on youtube and the intro and outro and stuff like yep. that it's just so much so much more legit i feel it's just like a it's a film yeah mm. you know it's not like a clip it's a full body of work that you know has you know has its own vibe and has its own feel yeah, oh. you can't just go on imovie and just edit it up put a you yeah xxx and tassion song underneath it yeah. and just like you know get a get yeah. like thousands and thousands of views as well well, I would hope that you both understand that when I ask that question, I don't, like, I do agree with you. I was just putting yeah. it out there for the for the sake of conversation. Oh, yeah, you yeah, know, no. can, can, can scootering not keep growing better and awesomer without video parts? I wholeheartedly yeah. do believe that video parts are, are where it's at and yeah. that's what's going to be the future of scootering. And I, and I do think it is going to circle back to a point where companies will be focusing like on big long six month to 12 month projects and the companies that are around in two three four years time or the companies that are doing good between now and then are going to be the ones like us at native doing long form good meaningful impactful videos aztec yeah, yeah. you know like native like and aztec are definitely the first two companies that come to mind 
Like, the, yeah, you know, even like when I think Tilt of, and Proto seem to have completely dropped off from doing like long. Well, no, Tilt still has their riders doing like video parts. Yeah, but it's not done stuff. quite as well as what they used to be. Yeah. Tilt too. They was were like, the. Well, they were the. The benchmark of like what sure. a legit yeah. when Casson like was editing because Casson edited Tilt Two. Yeah, sure. he done a really good job. Yeah, and he done like a little interview about you know what it means to film a video and edit and yeah. whatnot. And I feel like with with Instagram, everyone's just trying to copy everyone. Mm. Like everyone is just like, oh yeah, trap rap song whatever. Let's just put my clips together, bit of slow mo whatnot. But with a video part, you try and make it as different as you can just to sort of stand out i guess mm. because i think scootering is just all about self-expression and you know like when i when i film a video part i try and like you know try and do it different enough to where it's like you know unique but also keep the same format of like a typical like uh, scooter video slash yeah. skate video yeah but yeah i get a lot it of my inspiration from skateboarding yeah. right now like i think skateboarding videos are like like the best they can be at the moment. Yeah, I think that's where most filmers probably do get their inspiration from. Yeah. Uh, well, out of the like filmers that I know, you know, being like you, like Jordan, you know, <coughs> I jokes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I referenced those two, you know, you and Jordan specifically because you're two people that I know that were like pretty much never even watch a scooter video yeah. because mm. it's just like. You know, you get no inspiration from it because the production of skateboard videos are so much better. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. that's yeah. what they've you know put all of their energy into for the past thirty years, mm. or you know, but or and longer. bigger budgets as well. Yeah. yeah, the companies are bigger. Like they've been around for longer, but it's also yeah that they were lucky to you know really form their like foundations in full length video parts. Mm. Even like you know before Instagram even existed. Yeah. yeah. And like, you know, everybody's favorite skate videos are like not even just parts, but actual full length videos. Alien you know? workshop minefield. Yeah. Um what is it? Is it yeah right? Is that yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and yeah, I'm blanking. But you know, I feel like that's a lot of people's favorite skate videos are even like longer than, you know, a four minute part. They're usually the thirty minute full length yeah, videos. Yeah, so it's yeah. like yeah. It's yeah. it's just a uh, like I very rarely watch an Insta clip and go like, all right, I want to go out <laughs> like and fucking send it today. Like I want to get better at riding street. I want to film better clips. I want to put together something. You know, yeah. Instagram. Like the only thing I feel when I watch Instagram clips is like, I mean, to be honest. I can barely remember because I don't. Yeah. I haven't watched Instagram clips for almost yeah. six months or something now since I unfollowed everyone. I only see s exclusively like native stuff. So I see like uh, Kai's and Levi's stuff and like Levi's recent at Jindalee. I watched that and I was like, yeah, like yeah. that pumped me. That was hype. But yeah. it was more like, wow, Levi's so good. He's just insanely talented, and that—that's what I felt yeah. when I watched it. You know, it didn't yeah. make me want to go and do do that stuff. Mm. Like, but yeah. watching a video part or a skate video—that's what makes me want to like get out and go like out into the world and live. Yeah, you know? yeah. Video parts make you want to live life. Yeah, like, they're pretty inspiring if they're done well enough. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't really watch too many scooter videos unless they're 
like someone that I know. Or Did you know watch of. Priorities by Anton? Yeah, that was a sick video. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Only criticism. I have to have a criticism. They it's not you. We're not talking to Dylan if there's not a criticism. <laughs> they uh, didn't use the same setup the whole way through. There was fisheye clips that were just, you know, probably a Samyang 8 mil. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And when you... Does Anton have an actually, extreme? He actually did speak on that in like the Heligrip podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Like I, I switched on for a little bit while I saw it was there and that's what they were talking about. And he was like, he, w- he didn't mention that and he was like cut about it, but he said yeah. the, the clips were like too good for him to not, not put in the, in the, in the, in the video. But you see, if, if that was me, I wouldn't be filming with a different setup. I'd be like, you want to do this clip? We're coming back with... He wouldn't have filmed it. It would have been submitted. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You know, because yeah, you think he's gonna have his extreme, and then he's got an extreme, doesn't he? Yeah, you well, think he's gonna have that, and then not film with it. It's actually Heligrip's extreme. He okay, told me. Yeah, like yeah. the HVX and that extreme is Heligrip's setup, yeah. and he wow. just uses it. But um, fair enough. Like that's the thing. I feel like right scooter riders are pretty impatient when it comes to filming. Like a lot of skateboarders wouldn't go out without a trusted filmer and a similar setup with similar settings set to that yeah, camera. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like, like, or they just go out with whichever filmer they're with at the time that day, and just all the footage goes. Like if one filmer films you, like you could be filming with three different people, but you'll keep filming until you have a full part or or whatever per setup yeah like per camera also setup. A, a lot of those skaters that you're probably seeing like on thrasher and whatnot are probably uh, affiliated with big companies and you know those companies probably have team filmers also yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. all right so you know speaking on video parts you just released one yourself quite recently this cypher and syndicate co- collaboration surveillance video uh tell us about how you got into that and also give us a little bit of backstory on Cypher, the brand itself, because Cypher is very new and it only was just kind of released, you know, very shortly before the video come out. Yeah, how did that all go down? What was the process? Well, I just wanted to get some of the younger riders from Brisbane in on this project, you know, that uh, probably wouldn't have had the chance to film a video part um, at all. Yeah. So I was just trying to show some love to, like, the younger Brisbane riders and get them in, like, involved on a cool project and... I guess I decided to collaborate with Syndicate because it's really cool to see some of like the new generation riders mixed in with like the, you know, some OG shredders. So who were the riders in this video? Uh, Josh Mills, Jack Hopgood, Dylan Dixon, Ethan Perry, uh, Clay, Reese, Levi and Woody, I believe. Yeah. And I got a clip for it as well. A really old clip. I just chucked in there. And, uh, yeah, I just wanted to like, you know, like make that just to show people where about video parts and stuff because I want Saf to really focus on video parts, you know. We haven't been too active on Instagram. Which is cool. Yeah. Yeah, like I just think... It would think be really dope to have a company in, you know, two, three years' time be super successful and be able to say at that point that you didn't just bash Instagram to get there, you know, like, yeah. well, that, that's a bad use of the word, but, you know, yeah, didn't just, obviously you are bashing Instagram, yeah. but you didn't just like, just smash Instagram as hard as you could to get up there. You're trying to, and I think you are successfully going to get there, like through pure legitimate 
content, like good content. Yeah. yeah. Like I haven't been posting to Instagram very much. I think it's just a tool for marketing. Yeah. Like if I'm going to post to it, like. You know, It'll be when you've got it. Here's a new product we're dropping. Here's a new videos on the YouTube, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Or if we do post, like I'll occasionally post, you know, maybe Hopgood or Dixon's clips. Yeah. You know, just. Their Instas and stuff. Yeah. yeah. But um, I've noticed you mostly keep it to the stories though. You know, you'll share it on a story like to show love to your writers. And you also do like, you, you'll post a bunch of their clips rather than every time they post a clip, you'll, you know, repost it. Mm, you'll wait yeah. till they've kind of got a, a bit of new content. So, you know, you're, you're not also posting every single day. Their yeah. Clips. Yeah. And you I, don't seem to have that mentality of we have to be posting every single day on Instagram to make sure we're going to make it as a company mm, and stuff. Yeah. And I try to uh, not post like, you know, trendy trap songs and stuff like i'd rather just get the raw clips and post raws because i don't think people should be putting that much effort into instagram mm. they I also shouldn't be using that kind of music <laughs> no, that's a that's a personal yeah beef with that kind of music it's also just like what everyone's doing like yeah you're not going to stand out as a writer if you're doing the same thing as everyone else yeah but in the unless same, you're in doing the s- it the best no. yeah. <laughs> yeah well i was gonna say in the same sense you know video parts like a lot of the music, you know, can be very similar in video parts too. Like, you know, it's That's not true. it's That's not like I've point. not seen somebody branch out and just do it like I mean I have now, but you know, it was rare to see like somebody branch out and do like some hectic trap song to their video part, you know what I mean? It was all, yeah. always quite mellow rock or like maybe some heavier rock, but you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. But yeah, I feel like it's with video part that's sort of like it's more self-expression, whereas Instagram, they're sort of doing it to fit in, I feel. Mm. Or to kind of brag a little bit, like, look at this new trick I got. Like, this is how good I am yeah, for today. Sure. Like, this is how yeah. much better I am than yesterday. Yeah. Like. Yeah, so I feel like with with video parts, it's just all about self-expression, what music you like personally. And, yeah, I don't doubt that some of the, the people that post Insta clips with that type of music like that music, but... It seems like people just see an Insta clip and just take that same song, use it in yeah, their own yeah, clip yeah, and yeah, whatnot. Yeah, yeah. You know, with uh, video parts, you try and be original. Like it's a it's a scootering sin to copy a song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So with with Cipher, we're working on a, a new video as well. Um, well. Before we move into that video, would you say the video that you put out? Uh, two questions, actually. How long did it take to put all that together from? conception of the idea to releasing uh it on Trendkill? did it end yeah. up getting released on Trendkill? yeah hell yeah and um would you say it's your proudest work to date as a filmer and editor because you've also recently did like will scott's video yeah um it took probably about maybe six months roughly yeah i think um but to be honest i'm not as hyped on it as i was when i released it okay yeah i just i don't know I feel like it... I watch it and think it's one of the best things to ever, like, hit scootering. Mm, you got a lot of praise from it as well. Like, all the comments are, like, you know, just, like, commenting on not only the amazing writing but the production value of that video and, like, mm. wow, like, he's, like, doing it like that. Like, he's really putting the effort in. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think videos and filming, it's like an, it's like an art and... Definitely. No art is perfect. And I think... Except yours. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but uh, yeah, no, no art is perfect, and I don't know. I just 
I just can't really watch it and get the same feeling out of that now mm. as I did when I released it. Yeah. So that's why with I'm your new equipment that you've gotten since filming that, would that be, you know? Wait, what? Was that with my new equipment? No, no, no saying is, it, is uh, it... Is it because you've got your new equipment, equipment uh, now that you're like, oh... I wish know. I filmed it on this new setup. Yeah, yeah, I think it's, it's that, but it's also a couple of other things as well. Just mm. like... If you could go back, you would, what, film some things a little differently or edit it a little differently or something? Yeah, I think I would edit it differently, okay. to be honest. But for what it is, it came out good for our first video, but... Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, it's insane. But yeah, um, mate, what was the other question you asked me as well? Well, best work how long date. did it take? Yeah, was it your, you know, best work to date? Uh, and I guess I was comparing it to the efforts you put into Will's video because they're the two, the two, you know, big videos you've done recently. Yeah. yeah. And the Sunday sessions. Yeah. Also. I haven't seen that yet. That's just like the park The video, MV thing, the, yeah. yeah. Well, I personally like the... The video of Will Moore. Yeah. Just because of like, I think the song was a little bit better and I don't know. I was just more proud to film that one. Like I'm still proud of the Cypher video, but um, it was filmed on a couple of different cameras as well because some of the clips yeah. were like really old. Mm. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, and I think as well. I like, thought you said you wouldn't mix. <laughs> well, <gasps> it's still on a Canon DSLR, same same format and yeah. whatnot. But yeah, I just... Um, I think a lot of the writers like Dixon and Hopgood, they're doing way better stuff now yeah. than what they were yeah. um, for that video. Like Hopgood has been throwing down some crazy stuff lately. So Is it getting filmed? Yeah. 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 He's just been out on, on an injury for like two months. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, Same yeah, with yeah. Dixon. Yeah. Dixon as well. Like went, did You just push your writers too hard, bro. <laughs> well, Dixon's just like insane. Like we went to Coffs. And then he hurt himself on the first trick, so he didn't get any clips. That's pretty much him every time he rides. That's yeah, he's pretty much yeah. a magnet to the concrete. Like. Yeah, it's pretty rough. Well, because the stuff he's doing is so, so gnarly. It's not only like, gnarly, it's also very hard as well. Like, you know, yeah, like a big... Yeah, it's not just like... It's, 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 yeah, not, sorry, just, it's not just like lipping like a 25 rail. It's like whip 50-ing like a 25 yeah. rail. And shit. It's like insane stuff, but... um. Not saying he did that, not yeah. leaving any footage. Yeah, he didn't. But um, unless yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's. I think but yeah, that's it's just it's an not example. just send; it's like precision as well. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. doing really technical stuff, uh, and a lot of the time on quite big stuff and, and like fast. Like yeah, I'll watch him ride. You know, like a flat bar at Jindo, and he's going like fifty, like back fifty, front one eighty to fakey front fifty. But mm -hmm. he's like going like. Full speed, quick. Yeah, like, I was yeah. there as well. So and when it was he stacks, scary. every attempt, I'm like, and then he split his head open on that session. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. just like he could ride a flat bar, but the way he rides a flat bar is like Mac ten full send. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, our new video is going to be pretty sick with our new camera equipment, and yeah. Hopgood's gotten a lot of really good clips, and I'm more hyped with the filming. And I think the song choices that we'll use are going to be a little bit different. They're not going to be like an ordinary rock song. Yeah, yeah, gonna yeah. Be more of like a slower. <laughs> <laughs> going to be more of like a, a slower old school yeah. style song. Cool. You know, I, I can't wait to see that. Yeah, I got sounds... a lot of inspiration from Elijah Bell's part in the Vans video, All Right, Okay. Yeah, mm -hmm. and the same that, video. Yeah, that video is like just done really well. Yeah. And I feel like. I don't know, songs like that just make it seem more like 
I guess, classy. Yeah. Not yeah, just yeah, like rough sure. and like we're just out here hitting rails. It's just like this is like more of like an art form and yeah, yeah. So I think that's what I'm gonna do for uh for the next video. Has it got a name or anything? This new video or uh, is it just the next project we're working on? It'll. I mean, I do have a name, but I'm not gonna say it in case I change it. Yeah, <laughs> fair call. So yeah, it's gonna have like a name and a theme and yeah stuff like that. Yeah, and uh, cool. hopefully that will. I mean, it probably won't be, but I like we're planning to get that out before our bars are going to be released in uh, probably about June or July, whenever they get here. Yeah. So that'll probably come out a little bit after the bars. But That's uh, quick. That's soon. Yeah. So That's sooner than I thought. Yeah. So what for the bars or for the video? For the video. Yeah. And the bars, but I. I'll be very surprised if that video comes out. Then. Lined up <laughs> with well, the bars at all. We we might have just a Hopgood part and then just a Dixon part depending on because Hopgood's already got like maybe like 12 clips or something really and, yeah what from before his injury yeah because surely he hasn't filmed that many <laughs> clips in the last week since he's been okay no. again. yeah but um yeah okay from, from before cool. his injury he's got that yeah and Dixon's got none <laughs> he's none. got he's yeah. got one trick that was like a warm up for his trick that he hurt himself on. oh damn right. which yeah. could still be used because it's still a good trick but yeah, I don't know. I think uh, I think we're just gonna have to start again with Dixon, but yeah, we'll see if Hopgood wants to wait. If his part's done, if he wants to wait for Dixon to film mm. a full part, but yeah. I don't know. Maybe like a, just a Hopgood part would be good because yeah. I think he deserves his own video. Yeah, for sure. But definitely. I think uh, like a split video, like not not as in like mixed clips, but like two parts split into one long video, like gives like a cool like team vibe and mm -hmm. it's like more interesting i feel yeah but yeah, yeah I think, definitely i think that's the plan and then yeah hopefully we get the our bars in like june or july this year and that'll be pretty sick they're going to be dylan dixon sig bars and you've designed these yourself yeah what's the process that you've undergone to be able to design products because we've seen the prototype scs we've seen prototype forks we've seen you've showed me a bunch of concept decks you've designed and you've obviously prototyped and tested a couple different bars now how did all that come about so i literally just downloaded a you know like a 3d design app and just taught myself how to use it with the help of a couple of youtube tutorials and yeah. stuff like that but yeah i feel like how I long how long did it take me yeah. to learn yeah if someone else wants to design scooter parts what are they what are they uh, looking at i don't know it's it's it just depends on the person obviously but it took me like maybe two or three months to like get like good at like doing stuff consistently yeah yeah and it's always at the same time you were like you were pretty much straight onto it and then straight you know like sending us things that you were designed like you know you could obviously make the basic shapes pretty quickly um, yeah, I think you know there are there are a few tools. You know, we've all you especially Regan um, have like you know dabbled with it. Like there are mm. a few tools that you can use straight off the bat just to like you know get something like a pair like you know bars or, yeah, or, yeah. or a little deck or something like that. Yeah, I think bars are probably the easiest thing to design. Yeah, but um, yeah, I struggle yeah. a lot with forks. Yeah, forks. Oh, are seeing just, the forks yes. you did. Yeah, no. forks are hard to make look good and also look different because there's a mm. lot of different forks on the market. Yeah. But I think the fork that we're going to come out with after the bars is going to look, like, pretty different. Okay. And it's going to hold up pretty pretty well because uh, 
Hopgood's been riding a pair of my forks for, I think, like, he got them, like, I think nine months ago. Mm-hmm. And they're going pretty good, which yeah. is surprising because Levi Knight broke his prototype ones in, like, I think, like, three weeks or something. Levi is a lot. Yeah, these identical versions. Yeah, the, the yeah. same forks. Levi's a lot more of a, as clean as he is, he's just a bit more of a sender than mm. Hoppy. And Hoppy is, I mean, they're both clean, but yeah, Hoppy's a very clean rider as well. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and Hoppy's just coming into his like hammer mode now. Like, you know, he's mm. been, you know, on the flat rails and, you know, on the ledges and stuff like that. But it's only, he's only coming into handrail, the handrail world now. Well, I Levi think was on a four block well, I think when they broke. Yeah, I think true. handrails give like the least impact but yeah, true. i see levi doing like crazy like big tricks and stuff like multiple whips down sets and whatnot yeah. where you do land like quite just yeah. you just hold on and yeah yeah that'll put a lot of pressure on a fork but that's why we test stuff out you know yeah, that's why sure. you know i didn't go with some like oem design from the factory like i want to yeah. like make all my own stuff like design it myself and stuff because you know, I see a lot of people just like, like there's a couple of brands that I won't name that have just taken just random stock designs from factories and trying to make a brand off them. And that just yep. shows no creativity mm-hmm. or anything kind like of that. shows that they're not in it for the right reasons. Cause yeah. when we design a part, we do it from the ground up based on what we want as scooter riders and then work our asses off to, actually create it and test it and yeah. and release it hoping that there'll be enough of us similarly like-minded to for it to sell and continue to sell and then you got these people that see a copied version of these products listed on china oem websites and then they bring it out as their own product and it's like like yeah. i know for a fact you didn't design that because the one I'm talking of specifically, we designed it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and you guys know some of the ones I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Same. And like not only are you you designing uh, designing it from the ground up, you know, based off of what you like, but you're also trying to progress the industry too. Mm. You know, it's not just like, oh, what do we like? Because in the same sense as, you know, companies can be like, oh, I, I like five inch wide decks that, you know, that we can get that there, you know, yeah. from somebody else who, who's designed it, but you're actually trying to like, grow the industry mm. and, you know, make something new and make something, like, exciting yeah. for, for, for the riders and not just, yeah, yeah, get something on the market so that you can buy it for a certain amount and sell it for and double and, it, yeah. you know, have a company. Like, i got to take my hats off to, like, you know, brands like like Tilt, Native, Aztec. Like, all their stuff looks really unique and it's really, you know, it's really sick to see that they're pumping out original designs that are pushing scootering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess that's sort of what I want to do, except I've got to like a different way of looking at it like a lot of people want to go for like the lightest product or the strongest product but i want to like take those two concepts and put them together yeah for like sure i don't want the lightest fork but i want it to be light enough that a park rider and a street rider could use it and strong enough that it will hold up for whatever yeah yeah for sure so the new design of the fork since the prototypes they're going to be a lot thicker um, i've taken out material where they don't really need it yeah so because you, the ones that Hopgood are on, they are very light, aren't they? They're like 200 grams. Yeah, which yeah. is it's like always, crazy. It's always best to start light. Yeah. Start, like, make it as thin as you can. Does, yeah. it, does it hold up? Mm. Oh, 
good. It holds up. Yeah. If it doesn't hold up, okay, let's increase that by one mil. Yep. Point yeah. 0.5 mil, whatever. So I think my next forks are going to be like really good. They're going to be strong. They're going to look sick. And also take into consideration the the height of the head tubes and like how far the way the how far away they are from the ground. Yeah. yeah. So I've noticed that is a big problem in scooter design. Yeah. Like yeah. you know, you chuck a um you chuck a pair of like native forks on a let's say the Logan Fuller Aztec yeah. and it is it is considerably lower than like the deck. So if basically you basically meaning yeah, like the the front where the front axle sits is lower than where the back axle sits. No, on the, the deck. Op- opposite way around. So if you put native forks on a Logan deck, yeah, the, the front axle sits lower. Well, the well, two axles are going to sit at the same yeah place, exi- you know, because that's dictated by the wheels. Oh yeah, yeah, right, right. You right, mean right. is the deck leaning forward or is it leaning back? Yeah, well, I just meant like you know if you hold the scooter up yeah. in the air, you know, the front axle will will sit lower. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, but what you're talking axle. about is ensuring that when you're in a fifty-fifty you're only on the deck and you don't have the fork touching the ledge and pushing it like off on a little yeah. angle and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if it, if it does like, if it's the same height as the bottom of the deck, so the bottom of the fork does touch like just, that, then it's fine. Yeah. yeah. Mm. But if it comes way past, then you get a weird feeling yeah. when you're trying to 50. Yeah. 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 You don't have yeah. as much 50 space. Yeah. And, and I see like with Aztec Circa forks, like I would, I would like to ride them because they're really light, but yeah. Even on the Jake Sorensen deck that I'm on now, the axle is like higher than the back one. Yep. So, so it's it, the opposite. Yeah. So it's on like an like an a decline, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're leaning forward more. Yeah, yeah. And I think you know Dom designed those forks for his older model decks. You know, like the the fountain, the yeah, first fountain, yeah, and like yeah. the the Logan. But he didn't really do any modifications for like the new decks with the higher head tubes yeah. from well, the ground. It, it wouldn't be as light as it was if, you know, he's obviously got it so that the wheel sits as close to the head tube as possible, you know, for there to be as little material and that yeah. fork is just yeah. exceptionally light. But I know. think, I think you know, if you made that fork the right length of the legs, it wouldn't be adding too much weight and at least the scooter would feel right. Yeah, for sure. So you, that's you, something that I'd take, like, seriously when designing parts mm. like you got to take the back axle and the front axle and draw an imaginary hole and then put from that front axle the you know 82.5 or 83 or 83.5 degrees and you have to design from that ensuring that your scooter's flat but yeah, yeah um, for sure normally the problem occurs from different brands Yes. mixing different uh, brands of parts where, you know, one designer for one company has drawn his line and started from that and someone else has done it, you know, slightly a different way because you've got to take into account the crown race of the fork and then the headset goes on it, how far the headset goes into the bottom cup and, oh, it you know, five, five mil can lean you. Scooter sure. forward and make it a bit yeah. awkward. Yeah, it frustrates me. It's not my podcast, so I'm not going to speak on it too much. But I feel, <laughs> like, I feel like companies just need to come together and like, or there just needs to be a s- standard size for way more things than there are. It's not just standard yeah. size bar tube and a standard size fork tube. It needs to be a standard size cup recess for the yeah. the he- um you know for the headsets and yeah. a standard yeah. size fork length for HIC forks and SES forks and mm. you know that there needs to be so many more standards because. 
um, especially working in retail, you know, we've all experienced a kid coming in and wanting a certain part, but just like, you know, you've got to add like 20 mil headset spaces just to make it all work or, yeah. you know, or, or even worse than that, it can just be like, yeah, super hard to, to um, put different companies' parts together. Mm. So Yeah. It, in a way, yes, totally agree. But also we're pretty lucky for how kind of mixed and matched scootering has been for the you know f- last five to ten years that it is at a pretty decent spot you know yeah, i think i think it, 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 it's pretty it's pretty decent but i can definitely see agree that it could be better i feel like bikes those. and skateboards seem from the outside to have it way more dialed well in. a skateboard 100 <laughs> yeah. yeah well yeah. A, you know you just have to consider truck width and height yeah, yeah. and that's just Pretty much personal preference anyway. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's not like it's going to be yeah. incompatible depending on what They don't have like different, um, the bolt holes in the deck aren't it? Like yeah. different like Imagine if one skate company's just like, now nah, we're going to use this new, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this new measurement so that you have to run out Triangle trucks. Triangle trucks. So just three bolts. 12 <laughs> mil standard. Oh my God. There um, actually is 12 mil uh, standard. On a skateboard? Yeah, there is. Wow. How big are the wheels? I'm not sure. <laughs> well, um, I think it's always been a problem though in scootering that that has happened, but I think we're just starting to realize that now. Yeah. Mm. And like whenever I see a problem like that, I always try and reach out to the, you know, the owner of the company or whoever, if they're like, you know, easy to reach out to and just let yeah. them know just because I care about where scootering is and where it's going. And, yeah. you know, they might not be aware of that. Like I did hit up Dom and he thought the, like the circus were. F- like in line with the axle of the Sorensen, but I guess he just wasn't aware that, that it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, interesting. Yeah, well, you you also hit him up for um, specific measurements on the deck so that you could potentially have your own deck ends, internal deck ends made for yeah for that, and that's pretty cool that he would share that information with you so that you could add your own little thing to his deck. Yeah. yeah, it is pretty sick. You know, I can see Dom's all about, like, the growth of scootering and, mm. you know, just being a G. And yeah. supporting scooter riders. Like, he was happy for you to have, you know, your perfect scooter. Even if it wasn't he, what he wanted to put on the market, he was like, yeah, dude, here, make this. You know, yeah. like, this would yeah. be, how, you know, the dimensions that you need if you want to make that yourself. Like, that's sick. Mm. Yeah, I back that. I feel like, yeah, more, more uh, company owners should be, like, more open with, like, you know, just sharing things. Yeah. Because... Well, yeah. I've hit up Kevin a lot from Ethic about uh, bar widths and asking about 12 mil and this and that. And, you know, you obviously don't push it too far because there's a limit where you're just like, you know, like, oh, now you're asking me. You know, he and he would probably say, he would probably, you know, tell me a- anything I've ever asked him ever since the going back to the unfair days, he's been nothing but helpful in yep, you want to do this size of this. Oh, you're doing that. You should have it a little bit thicker here. Like he is just, I have yet to have him say like, oh, (laughs) I can't tell you that. I want to keep that to myself. Like Kevin from Ethic, all about like, even if it's not his scooter part, he wants scooter parts to be better. Depending who you are, he may answer differently, (laughs) you know, but. Yeah, that's the thing with like, Kevin he's all about helping out people and like sharing his ideas like with 12 standard he was like like take this and use published it. the sizes and everything yeah, yeah. and then there's people like Broussard who's like yeah TDI make it sick compatible with whatever but then he's like no, no one can use it yeah you know like it'd and be I'd, 
and I asked him. Yeah, yeah, it'd be <laughs> about that. It'd yeah. be sick. Like imagine if you could run like a, like imagine an aftermarket extrusion for the proto head tube. Like if, if he's got the proto head tube, imagine if every other company could just make their own deck extrusion or other people could just make their own head tubes for Mm -hmm. his deck extrusion. Yeah. yeah. When I asked him, he was not interested in making that open to other people. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, he's, but he's also got a, you know, patent on the, on the idea, which was a bit backwards, but also respect to him. If he's got his vision and goal and dream that he's working towards that, he wants to pull off, first for himself yeah, and get yeah. to a point where he's happy with it and then maybe then he'll share it which i think is what he was more alluding to in the email mm, yeah it's uh, his it's his idea and he can do what he wants with it exactly so yeah gotta respect it like you know he's but trying I to do mean, something hey, different if we go and make our own two-piece and just drop it and what's gonna happen what's he gonna do i don't know it depends <laughs> if you do the same tdi thing as him or not <laughs> yeah but yeah i feel like um yeah, like it sucks because TDI is such a cool idea, but he's just slept on it for so long and didn't. Or didn't he try and not grow necessarily it. slept on it, but maybe he was working on it that whole time, and yeah. it's yeah, just a little bit slower when you're in America using your own tools and machinery. And for stuff. sure, yeah, I imagine it being so much more expensive, especially. Yeah, so. in my experience, it doesn't take five years to make your deck extrusion <laughs> half an inch wider. <laughs> yeah, that's like, true. By the hey. time he got the, it might take that long to save up the money. Yeah, Proto is pretty yeah. big though. Like, yeah, yeah but think you know, money goes back into production of wheels and and all of that. So yeah. really you know, can't know. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. You can't tell. Like, I'm sure they would have wanted to put a 5.5 on the market. You know, for a long time. But to then do a 5.5 instead of a six. Yeah. Yeah. True. I, Why I did it not? Yeah. He's just pulling his hair out, bro. Like, damn, I worked on this for five years and now <laughs> everything's six. <laughs> Like, damn it, dude. <laughs> oh, shit. But it is cool to see they put out a wider deck finally. Yeah. For sure. That is pretty dope. Where were we? I don't know. Talking about scooter part development. Yeah. And brands not being what? necessarily matching oh, yeah. too well. Matching too well. What do you think uh, will be... What are some of the bigger advancements that you think could come to scootering scooter parts? Or do you think they are at a spot where they're going to stay for a long time, you know, like skateboards and bikes? Do you think we've got the, you know, final form of a scooter? Yeah, well, I think as far as width goes, like Aztec bringing the 6.66 out, it doesn't need to be wider than that. Mm. I I wonder if it will be, though. Like if in a year's time we'll be on seven. I personally think a seven extrusion could do well if it's like, you know, like six on the bottom. Seven like on the top. Obviously, a six six six, six on is only five seven on the bottom. You know, so over an inch yeah. in from the you know top width to the bottom width. Um, I think a seven could could possibly be a thing. I think the six 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 is sometimes too big for me. Like mm. it's just harder to whip around and stuff. Yeah. I, I think I'm gonna go from my well. I know I'm gonna go from my six two five down to a six. Yeah, I, I think yeah. I think True. six is like the perfect size. Mm. Like it's just. A happy medium for But everyone. we had to know, you know. We yeah. had to know. We had to go past six and yeah. see because we went yeah. from four to... I think yeah. like 6.5, there's heaps of people on 6.5s with the new AOs that come out. Mm. I think 6.5s here to stay for mm. sure. I think I like the Sorensen because it's not actually 6.66 on the top. It's like... It curves into the top yeah, as well. Yeah, curves into the yeah. top. And yeah. I feel like it... it oh, I don't... Huh? about that. I don't it, like it that. does. No, I'm, like I'm sure uh, you're being truthful, but 
Like, why would you have it wider on the side? That also doesn't top. make sense to me. But yeah. it, it could protect your shins a lot. Being curved, <laughs> being more curved, yeah, and is your fingers a thing. for finger whips. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good deck to finger whip. Doesn't True. hurt. Yeah, it doesn't have that corner. And yeah, I think it's a good deck because there's so much, so many rounded edges. So I think that's like one of the reasons why it's light but still very strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like because you've got all like the the concaves working against each other. You get all the strength from the curves and mm-hmm. don't need to go as thick. Yeah, in but the verticals. But yeah, I sort of do like how it curves at the top. I mean, like, it just helps with finger whips and stuff. And if you look on the side of the deck, like, because, as you know, Dom sent me the extrusion, mm. like the 3D file. It's, like, really just, like, rounded on the sides. Like, there's not much flat on the sides yeah, at true. all. Wow. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty sick. But I think it feels like... I, feel, I think it feels on par with the width of the native 625, to be honest. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, other technologies? Yeah, anything else? Any... Yeah. I don't know. I think two-piece forks could be cool, but I don't know if it would even be worth doing. Yeah, we were talking about this in our design chat. Yeah. 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 Like, (laughs) I I have made a design of a two-piece fork, but... Well, Billy bring up a pretty good point that the last couple forks he had had snapped, like, right on that point. Yeah, for sure. They either wouldn't have snapped if it was a two-piece, or when they did, he would have just... Throwing that bit away it. and replace yeah. the bottom, but well, and we've spoken about you know three piece bars mm. and non welded bars. Um, I think yeah. there's a lot of exploring that can be done mm. from you know it doesn't necessarily mean it's gonna maybe be the change of the industry. Yeah, you know, yeah. But yeah. I think skateboarding still today is constantly you know trying out different shapes and trying out different you know materials and um, so. Me and Billy have talked a lot about wooden decks, and mm. I. Don't know if it would be uh, com- commercially accepted. I don't know, yeah. like, if I were to create a, a wooden a scooter deck that had a wooden plate, I don't know if it would be accepted by the market because that's the ultimate, you know, decider of if something's actually... Whether it's good or not doesn't matter. It's whether you can sell enough of them to fund actually making them and, and being able to use the profits to pay your rent and, and buy food and stuff like Absolutely, that. Like, yeah, yeah. But I think I'm going to make one for myself somehow. I don't exactly know how <laughs> I'm going to do it. But, yeah, I, I obviously I back the hell out of the native products, but there'll, there'll be a lot of stuff that I'm grinding and I'll just be like, man, aluminium is not the, the answer for grinding this. Yeah, it's a very soft material. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, I guess it's a perfect like strength to weight ratio yeah, material. Like yeah, for sure. The only thing that I can see being like really sick is like seven oh seven five being used for decks somehow, but yeah, apparently you yeah. can't extrude it. Oh, yeah. Because I was talking okay. to Kevin DeMay, but that's what would be cool for a two piece, a seven oh seven five head tube. Yeah, which yeah, yeah. Broussard probably would never do that because it's it'd be so expensive to do it in America. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Like yeah. you need a huge block of aluminium to CNC that out. Also, but like. Oh, yeah, because it's lighter. Yeah, it's yeah, lighter and it's stronger. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, like, I don't know that we're having much problems with, you know, the head tubes, like, snapping yeah, already yeah. at this point, but the lightness would definitely and be a Also, all your weight is at the front of the scooter. Mm. Like, the back of your scooter is always going to be light because it's just a back wheel. But, yep. like, I think we need to take True, away weight yeah. from the front. Yeah. And a two-piece deck with a 7075 head tube could, like, be really sick. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. Yeah. Carbon fiber bars just released by a company called No Name. 
Is that the name of the company? Yeah, the company's yeah. called No Name. Okay. Yeah. I didn't understand why it said No Name on the bars. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I thought it was because it was just a picture of a prototype and... Yeah, right. You know, yeah. No, the company's called No Name, so very creative there. I wonder um, how long it would take for... <laughs> I was not yeah. being serious. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how long it would take for Jay to snap him. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, Jay Lanzen, of course, is the one who... <laughs> the first him. one to, yeah. to buy them. When Ooh. I saw him, I was like, wow, that's insane, like... I honestly don't understand what bar spins are going to feel like on yeah. something like that. Like, that just sounds so insane. Well, yeah. you, if you like me and just don't bar spin, yeah, you just issue? get a lighter I, like, I would consider, scooter. you know, trying them out yeah. for sure. I like a lightweight scooter and 400 grams for a... I've got all native. It's crazy. On the ad, I've got an Advent Refined 625 by 23, all native parts, so Versa Fork and the Orca SCS. And then I've got the Ethic double-butted tenacity bars mm-hmm. and for the first time in a long time i i'm not like oh i wish my scooter was a bit lighter <laughs> like yeah. i'm it, it's fine yeah. it's so yeah. light so to be any lighter i mean probably i wouldn't complain yeah. i guess <laughs> you, you you'd know? be stoked yeah. i think but i'm about to go to a heavier deck the, the prototype you guys saw in the garage yeah, true. So, that's yeah. another thing that i reckon to be sick as well like i really like the sentry style bars or yeah. rad bars but there's no, nothing like that that are buttered, sort of like the yeah. ethic bars. So, wow. Well, the ethic wire bars are buttered. Yeah, but, but you're talking they're, they're, yeah, like dip bars. You're that, talking about wire. That wing bar. Yeah, yeah. pro bars. Yeah. 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 I reckon making those buttered would be so sick. Like, it would just be so light because I, I've chucked on my tenacities because I just couldn't do the weight of the sentries. Yeah, yeah right. And yeah. the tenacities yeah, make my chunky. scooter, like, so much lighter. So if sentries or... You know, another bar that is that shape had butted tubing. It'd be so good. Mm. I reckon that'd be sick. Should we? Uh, should we wrap it up and hit some Q and A? Yeah, let's do yeah, it. Let's do it. Oh, all right. So we hit the gram earlier, and um, yeah, we got some got some people to ask some questions for Cronel. And uh, Bernie Concannon has asked. For real, what was the idea behind your brand? How did it get its name? You've kind of talked about the, I guess, the idea behind it and stuff, but I guess this question's maybe the second half. How did it get its name? Well, it's pretty funny. Um, so, George, Jordan Turner was staying at my place and um, we're literally just joking around about, like, brand name ideas and... Uh, he, like, is really into Fortnite, watching Fortnite videos. And there's this streamer named Cypher. And George's like, that'd be a sick name. <laughs> so I was just like, that actually would be a pretty cool name. Like, you know, like... It sounds sick. I like yeah, it because yeah. in yeah. hip-hop, that's when a bunch of MCs yeah. get together and spit. And that's that's the other, yeah. other meaning towards it. So I was like, you know, like, I will do it because I'm very spontaneous. Yeah. And then uh, George is like, do it. And I'm like, all right, whatever. But to be honest, the, the name, like, it's a cool name, but I'd rather, like, the the brand speak for itself rather than, like, you know, the name yeah. make it. Yeah, I've always sure. said you could call a company, like, Poo Poo Scooters <laughs> for real. And, yeah. if you know, if your deck's the best and your videos mm. are the best and your parts are the best, like, is any, you know, you're really going to not, but maybe some people will be like, I'm not. I mean, like frog skateboards, yeah, pizza yeah. skateboards. Yeah, that's like the two I was literally just gonna say. Yeah, true. <laughs> uh, 
We've got Levi32 underscore asking tips on filming. Um, and I hope he's talking about with cameras, not in, <laughs> not yeah. an iPhone. Well, well, we've seen his Instagram, you know, edits that he can do. So, like <laughs> 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 All right. So tips with filming is you got to get a setup that you're comfortable with. It's just like having a having a scooter like if mm. you jump on someone else's scooter it's going to feel weird so try and like stick with one setup to start with and get used to that like know where the framing like if you film on fish know where um like know where your point of the ed- exit of the frame is and stuff yeah, the yeah, height yeah. and whatnot yeah. but honestly just watch skate videos and just practice and try and replicate yeah that or if you want to try something new like you think you can do a better job or whatever it's just literally practice and you got to have like the passion for it it's if, like if you're not already doing it just get a camera set up whatever you can do make a video send it to someone like dylan hopefully they see it and reply and just keep their feet in the frame yeah like a, don't a, don't foot chop them head chop acceptable in certain in situations certain if it's like on purpose you know you're trying to get up close i feel but yeah yeah, that Strobeck style. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah. how to stop filming, like William Strobeck. <laughs> if a, if anyone hits me up and asks for help with filming, I always reply and like get back to them and like you know just try and help them as much as I can. But it's really just like having the passion for it. If you're like passionate enough about filming and you really want to do it, you can get good. You'll figure it out just yeah. by loving doing it and yeah. like just watching videos and stuff like especially skateboarding like uh, like every skateboarding video that's put on thrasher is done exceptionally well like or just watch dylan's videos i don't have that many that's that that's the (laughs) issue and they need watch watch dissidents when it comes out watch the this is scootering australia vid what was the hardest clip you've ever gotten asked by josh mills hardest clip for myself hardest clip you've ever gotten Um, yeah i'm assuming that's for you Oh, what would be the hardest clip I've ever gotten? The one Donald foot chopped. <laughs> I got that pretty easy. Yeah. That was just one of those days. Um, I mean, my whip fakey crook was pretty hard. Was that an Insta clip? That was an Insta clip. Get out of here. Like We're talking clips, boy. Clip. I haven't filmed a clip in so long. <laughs> Lifeboat part? Lifeboat part. You had clips in that? Yeah, I did. I don't know, eh? I can't really remember many clips from my lifeboat part, to be honest. Did you do a board or was it front board on a rail then pop up onto the ledge thing at the end of the rail and then whip off? Do you remember that? Do you know what clip I'm talking about? Oh, the... I think it was a backboard, hop-up backboard fakie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was pretty easy. (laughs) He's just too good, bro. Nothing nothing he's done has been hard for him. I don't know what the hardest thing I've done was, hey. But we'll say hardest trick you've ever done. Screw uh, the fact if it's a clip or not. Maybe like... uh, Surely there's been something where you just spent hours. Maybe at that old abandoned, like, nursery. I did, like, the front 50 hard 180 fakie. And then a fakie front 50 to 180 double heel out. Uh, that yeah, took yeah. me ages. Yeah, I filmed that. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, that took me ages and it was like pretty hard. But like... That was the first time I got introduced into Chronal Rage. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, this dude's crazy. Chronal <laughs> <laughs> um, Rage. Yeah, that was like maybe six years ago. I feel embarrassed saying that it was like one of my hardest, but it was so long ago. So it was yeah. hard at the time. Yeah. And... uh 
Also, it was pretty hard. I did a line in Sydney. I did, you know, that bench spot in like the city, and it's like everyone has gotten clips on it. It's like the seat that's down the yeah, hill. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I did a three bar flat and then a front board heel rewind on it, and oh, it's not a, hard. it's not a very high, like bench, so it was hard to land that. Yeah. Oh, because you didn't have oh, enough yeah, time right. to. Yeah. Yeah, but as far as like, in general, maybe my whip to fakey crook. 180 yeah or something at or undies yeah that yeah. i filmed yeah. yeah or maybe like that you were massively unhappy with as you landed yeah <laughs> even though it was like nbd and people took like out of this world people like took like six months to a year to catch up to that <laughs> if not longer yeah or maybe uh <laughs> like my whip faking nose manual on the bracken pad mm-hmm. yeah that was, actually i don't think that was that hard Dude, you got that I first tee before filming yeah, that's what I just then, thought. Then yeah, it took you a long time to get it again. Yeah, it took you ages to get it And we had a fight time. that night because you yeah. were going crazy and I was like, yeah. you're embarrassing me in front of all these people here. <laughs> yeah, it's just a, a couple of clips. I can't it, really think of my hardest clip. Yeah. It's a travesty that there is not more footage of you like knowing how good you are. And I don't think a lot of people from, I guess, this you know generation, this time in scootering, like know how good you are like you even though we've been spent most of this episode talking shit on instagram go for a scroll mm. through his instagram look at the tricks pay attention to the dates and that's only the stuff that you know got published yeah, yeah. It, i'm yeah. gonna say was good because i've sort of fallen off a bit but y- you'll you'll be back yeah. very soon that's that's what you're working on yeah. now isn't it getting yeah. back into Back into riding. Riding, yeah. Getting over the fear. I've just yeah. got a lot of fear to it now. Yeah. Um, what inspired the name of Yak Wheels was asked by Juz underscore JMO. Literally just the meme. Haven't was, you had what like, is the people ask you to sponsor them or can they buy wheels off? Like they thought yeah. you're the legit Yak Wheel. Yeah, I see yeah. you like resharing on your story all the time. People tagging you in photos of Yak, like yak Wheels. Yeah, and I'm dude. like... Do they think that they're tagging the company Yak Wheel or do they know that they're tagging you? Because well, his pictures know. also... You've probably got heaps of followers from that, <laughs> like not yeah, even dude. for your riding just because they actually think you're like, Yak oh, Wheel. Like, man, this dude Dylan uh, sponsored by Yak Wheel is pretty good. Yeah, yeah, damn, they don't sponsor anyone else. Yeah. <laughs> so just the meme, yeah. Pretty uh, much. Hopgood, Hopby, has asked, what makes you enjoy scootering? Probably just the... Friends, I guess mm. you know, like I feel like scootering, just any action sport in general, like it's always for the most part good vibes. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, it's just like a really fun hobby, I guess. Haven't been enjoying it as much as I have filming lately, yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know, I feel like you got to try and find a balance between riding and doing other stuff, yeah, yeah, but for sure. Yeah, maybe just like the friends and you know, just like the feeling that you get when you land a trick. That you've wanted to land for ages, it yeah, just feels yeah, good. For yeah, sure. trying to trying to get that feeling back at the moment. Yeah, because I just fucking I don't know. It's sort of like escaped me for a long time. Like I'll land a trick, but I'll be just more angry that I didn't land it than happy to land it. Like yeah. it's sort of been like, damn, I should have been able to land that. Yeah, yeah. or should have been able to land it sooner. Yeah, I uh, I would like every now and then I do ride by myself and I still still love it and find ways to love it even if no one else is riding that day I'm riding but 
like 99% of scootering for me is the people I do it with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just love being on my scooter, even if I'm not doing like tricks. I just love being cruising a bowl. Like that's probably the funnest thing that um, I've been doing lately. Not for me. I'm not a fan of bowls. That's all I'm trying to ride right now. Really? Yeah. Bowls? Transition. Yeah. I love them little ledges with heaps of blunt space on (laughs) them and a good quarter that I can fake into. (laughs) Yeah, the only transition that you like is to use it to go fakey. I'm just picturing that Underwood ledge setup. I know. That's exactly what I'm like. (laughs) Deegan. Eagle B. Deegan's very far away from the. Yeah, which just gives you more time to. I was riding it the other day with Carl, though, and I was like. You gotta like wait like so two minutes long. between you know each person going because yeah. it's so lengthy. Uh, Jaden Sterling asked, "How do you feel about the way scootering is heading?" Um, I mean, we've got some like really sick riders that are keeping video parts alive, but I think there's just too many, too many, too much Instagram hype, and people just care too much about Insta. That's the like, the only negative thing about scootering. Yeah, I feel. Um, but for the most part, like scooter parts, they're like going in a really good direction, you know, like everyone's like trying to really push their parts to like the next level with whether it be width or weight or whatever. Yeah. But I think as far as like videos go, I think there's a lot of potential in a lot of brands that aren't showing video parts as much love as they should be and also aren't doing them as well as they should be. So I think maybe like, you know, if more more brands start to uh, like come together and like film good video parts, not really come together, but just all have like a common mindset, film good video parts, it might inspire others to be like, oh wow, this is film sick. We need to sort of, I guess, compete with that mm. and just do their best with filming like a well produced video. For sure. Favorite underrated writer other than Hopgood because he has swag. <laughs> Asked by Jackson Muir 69. Underrated rider. Favourite underrated rider. To be honest, I think... It would be Hopgood. Odie Bug and Dogs, maybe, but he's not really underrated anymore. Yeah, not really anymore, hey. Um, The... Who is it? You're referring to him by his Instagram handle? Or is that his actual name? It's definitely not his actual name. It's Riley Maltius or something like that. No, I don't like hearing that after... Odie Bugging. Ca- yeah, it's like, dude, you're yeah. Odie Bugging. But yeah, he's not really underrated. <laughs> I'm just talking shit on you using that as his yeah, name yeah. since yeah. we're talking so much shit on Instagram. <laughs> then you refer to him by his Instagram handle. Yeah. Well, um, maybe <laughs> Jacob PNW. Yeah. I don't know his I've actual name. You share his like, dude, he's stuff. been doing like bar whip nose manuals and stuff like that and wow. just insane shit, dude. Like, I'll have to show you a clip after. Yeah, yeah. After I saw something party. recently that just blew my mind. But I can't remember what it was at all. But it blew yeah. my mind that hard that I just forgot it. Oh, he did the front 50 finger whip pred on the A-frame. Oh, frame. that's it. That's it. Yeah. On an A-frame round. I know who you're talking about because Levi showed me him. He's so he good. Champed, champed Levi because Levi did that trick, but he did it. Then this guy did it on a A-frame, A-frame rail and held it longer and stuff. Yeah. Mm. I've been speaking to him a bit. Eh? I'm going to give him some of the, the bars when they come out. Hells yeah. I'm going to send it. maybe like... Five pairs, ten pairs over to the US, and McKean's gonna ride them, and a couple oh, of others, yep, so. Odie Bug and Dogs. Wow. Maybe like David Ferguson's also a really good unknown rider. Yeah. So yeah, I'm trying to like 
hook them up because they deserve it. They don't have massive sponsors or yeah, anything yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so Matt yeah. McKean definitely needs the, the hookups. <laughs> <laughs> Not Matt, but like all I'm the, sure he the could three others. Just like he could just like a post from any scooter company and they'd reply <laughs> with like, hey, what, what oh, can't, do you want? Can't forget about Dylan Dixon as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, sure. he's really good, underrated, yeah. not known. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, that's it for the for the questions. There was more, but they weren't any good. Probably <laughs> just memes. Just, just memes and stuff. Yeah, Thank so God. what's your favourite meme? Ooh. <laughs> oh, dude, that's dude. my question. <laughs> well, Le- Levi and I will know this, but the oh. uh, it's, like oh. a, it's like a stop motion dude <laughs> and the song goes like, says gorilla the spinner gorilla the spinner <laughs> yeah that bang one bang a bang on my chest <laughs> it's so good yeah i love yeah. that one uh, uh, that's me i only me. know the audio from you and levi watching it while i was working and just like cracking up laughing it's an amazing oh, actually no, i think you may have showed me i'm not sure but if if regan's kind enough we'll play it on the screen <laughs> some, somewhere around here i'm not doing any <laughs> editing that's why we only got one angle for this episode because after the last one i was like now I'm sticking to one, sticking to one <laughs> angle. It took me six hours of like straight editing to do the last episode with Levi. So from here on out, I think we're going to stick with the single angle mm. until I think uh, if and when the podcasts start getting, you know, views of a thousand or two thousand and upwards, yeah. that will give me enough hype to go. Yeah, all right, this is worth doing more angles and stuff yeah, like for that sure. so you guys are gonna have to share these around with some friends that could maybe i don't know learn a learn a thing or two or take a bit of inspiration or at least have some fun listening to us kind of chat shit for two to three hours at a time absolutely look how much we yeah. upgraded you know just with the first you know yeah. the love that we got on the first video yeah i was imagine like how much more views. love we can <sighs> get like with you know just imagine how much we'll expand yeah i feel i feel bad for will's first podcast yeah, we're going to get him be back, back on in about 97 episodes. Yeah, so. episode 100. And you'll be episode 103 now because yeah. every, you know, so whoever's the 99th guest will be episode 199. Mm. Um, oh, I was going to say something else. What was I going to say? I forget. All right, I guess we'll leave it there then. Yeah, damn, I swear. Anything <laughs> else to add? Uh, not really, just... You know, ride your scooter, have fun, film video parts. Yeah, do it PL. PL. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> I was gonna mention how maybe, just maybe, we'll find the time to do a new section of the pod- podcast called The Front Hurricane, which is uh, stems from a long lasting conversation on how front hurricanes are done and if some of these front hurricanes are actually fakey hangers and it, it just lock in the backsmith the backsmith versus Ooh. hanger stuff like that and basically this segment would be me dylan keaton if and when he's available when when we're doing it just jumping on probably dylan from a remote location because this has got this is fancy we can have them come in via the iphone and stuff and we we're just going to like just argue with each other over what tricks called this what tricks called that why this fisheye should not be used on this camera blah 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 and basically just just 
talk schmack. And we could even do it as a live thing, to be honest, because yeah. we can go live through this. And that's it. I think a good yeah. name would be the over 50. The over 50. I think that's one of the most uh-huh. controversial ones. Do you know I the over so. 50? Well, yeah, like the, a front side over 50 or an over front side 50. Yeah. yeah. You know. But the over 50, that name doesn't really, you know, like I feel like that doesn't. It I'd either have to be the front side over 50, you know, like to actually incorporate what it's about. The front hurricane is actually, you know, a part of the, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. The front hurricane is what? I feel like the front hurricane is what started this whole thing. Is yeah. Like yeah. The front hurricane is yeah. OG but controversial. L- for anyone who's still listening at this <laughs> point and wants to put it in the comments, there's front hurricanes where you're... Uh, your body's looking down the rail where you're going and, and it's your your feet and knees and the scooter is is back uh, to where you've been coming from and that's a front hurricane, whereas some people do front hurricanes where they 180 onto the rail and completely dip their front wheel down over the rail and it's l- exactly like a hanger. And your whole body's backwards and you're going backwards down the rail. Hopefully that from here you can see what I'm even getting at. And the question is, you know, which is, is are they just two different styles of doing a front hurricane or is one a 180 to fakie hanger? Wow, well, I didn't even think about hurricane. the fakie hanger. I'm thinking about fakie lock-ins. That's another one where the, both wheels locked into the rail. If your wheels are up against the rail, front and back, it's not a trick. It is, but if you're looking forwards, your wheels can touch. Mm. If you're looking Debatable. where you've been coming from and your wheels are touching, then that's a fakey lock in. It is a trick, but it's a lock in, and N-L-I. a lock in's not a trick. No. <laughs> NLI. NLI? Yeah. You don't like them either? No yeah. lock ins. No lock ins. No. No lock ins. That's what it'll be called. No lock in. <laughs> That's, That's pretty good. We'll just do a twelve hour podcast and call it lock in. It's like a lock in at Regan's house. <laughs> oh my god. I always thought of this good meme and it was um the village, you know how they do lock ins at the indoor yeah, skate park? August Pallord on the post are doing us each. The village <laughs> the village lock in and yeah. I heard, th- heard this probably about thirty <laughs> times. That's, That's my, my favourite meme. That's my first that I've heard, so Keaton. Bluetooth. Boom. Just edit the audio in there. I think we said that on the last time. I just edited the audio in. I don't know. Oh, no, you said Bluetooth. And I was like, yeah, we've got Bluetooth on. Sorry, you were going to wrap it up. Thanks for being here with us. That's all right. It's a pleasure. Episode three. Episode three. Dylan Connell, thank you very much. And uh, we'll be seeing you next week. Bye, guys.